we intend to offend, we will offend. And if you have a delicate sensibility, click the X button in the corner, or if you're on a Mac, the red button in the left corner. Monty, welcome to the show of offending people. Well, um, it never happened and I make shit up. Uh, so just yeah uh for the last couple of weeks everyone that has asked for a reading uh, apparently you're all from scotland from hurley in scotland uh and you all live the same lives it's very metaphysical where because we're all one <coughs> and i can't read the acacia records i didn't even have a card meow Welcome, 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 everyone, to another adventure into comedy. I am once again joined by my comedical comical co-host and my second co-comedical comical co-host, Monty Dean and Bruce McDonald. I love a sea think, Anchor. I feel like I'm playing wheel, a Wheel of Fortune. Yes, you're <laughs> the next contestant on the Wheel of Comedy. <laughs> I'll take C. That's 17. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. You are now Q-tard. <laughs> Oh, language. Well, well, well. <laughs> you said 17. Oh, therefore, the, all the conspiracy wheels are turning. Once again, 23. everyone. Yes. If you are a person with a serious stick so far up your ass that's coming out of your mouth, this is not a show for you. If you want to ask about baby raping lizard wizards, this is not the show for you. If you want to have your Akashic record reading, this is not the show for you. If you want to know what your fucking purpose is, this is not the show for you. <laughs> this is a comedy show. Well, we do two plus hours and it's not joke, deliver, walk, joke, deliver, walk. We talk, we have fun. We take the piss out of subjects. We engage the crowd in the chat room. We swear at each other like drunken sailors. We have callers come on the line. Now, if you are listening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or anywhere else and want to be in the Zoom room where we look at the chat room and want to be a caller in today's later show, you must be in the Zoom room. Our mystical co uh, producer, Robert, has waved his magic wand and put information on the screen. This is all you have to do is to go to zoom.us, put in the meeting ID number 9110011974, the passcode 457-500. Now, if you want to dial in via a phone, you can do that too. All that information is there for you on the screen. Now, yes, I just recently had a birthday. And from now on, I will be celebrating the anniversary of my 47th birthday. I no longer grow older after this point. So next year will be the second anniversary of my 47th birthday and so on <laughs> and so forth. Now this comes from my wonderful grandmother who was born in 1916, she's passed now, but she actually got the driver's license bureau when she was in her seventies to reduce her age by 10 years till she was sixties by saying you have my age wrong when she went to go reduce her, re reduce her license. And then I went to this, she was in church and everyone asked her how she was she would never tell anyone her right age so i have taken it upon this process where i am no longer growing older i'm forever 47 and i want to thank everyone that gave me that happy birthday wishes yes march the 23rd was my birthday yeah um i actually my birthday was the 8th of march international woman's day yes i know i'm a gift to women uh god's gift to women because that's when strangely enough in 1974 my birthday uh was actually on a full moon so the solar calendar is the 8th of march 
but the lunar calendar is the first full moon after Chinese New Year. So um, just a, a way of um, spreading out the birthday celebrations. So it's from the full moon to the eighth. <laughs> sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week and a half. <laughs> and then sometimes you just need to no longer age anymore like I am. I'm forever 47. Well, yeah, um, I shared a meme like my my my, uh, my mind believes it's, a, it's got the body of a 25 year old and my body thinks my mind's an idiot. <laughs> yes. What the hell are you going to do with that 25 year old? Your back hurts already. <laughs> yeah. Come and on. She's keeping you up all night. Yeah. You can't, and I still... you can't, you can't meme, you can't be a memosaurus. <laughs> well that's the thing as well where like um the consciousness it's it feels like it's got the the mentality of a 25 a very wise 25 year old and the body's like <clears throat> well <laughs> not yeah not hack, exactly hack. 25 exactly it's like hack 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 yeah i'll, I'll just stand up oh my knees <laughs> so so yeah, bruce at what age did did you start making old band noises i don't yet it's all right. I was like 27 making old man noises. Yeah, I don't make I don't I don't have any old man characteristics yet. Noises though, not characteristics. What every, give me every an man example. every man has an old man. Every kid oh, when you get up old... from a couch. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't have oh, any old man noises. <laughs> no, all we have to, all we gotta do is ask your wife. She's like, Yes, he does. Every <laughs> he man has a... uh it's gotta be it's gotta be true to be funny, Monty. I'm gonna stay with the golden rule and wait for the big laugh. <laughs> uh you and your garden of Eden. Come Can on, you random, random, random proverbs that come out of you. Come on, those are old band lines too. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> No, I don't. Uh, people don't really make old man noises up here. I mean, there's guys on this mountain who are 70 years old who could bury me in a day's work with a machete. I guarantee you those guys make old man noises. Yeah, but guarantee when they get out of bed yeah, or when they're, they're drinking, maybe. Yeah, when they're drinking. What? I'll give you an example of an old man noise. I saw George Carlin live in the 70s. That's kind of old man. <laughs> It's not a body okay. falling apart. You're yeah. just showing yourself where you are in the timeline. I saw this. I saw the Seven Dirty Words uh, concert live at the Ottawa Civic Center. Uh, sorry, the National Arts Center in Ottawa. About a three thousand person crowd. I was twelve or thirteen. I can't remember. And my dad and I went, and it was funny, and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> the seven words you could never use on television. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's people out on the balcony. I'm about to hear it. Like it's gonna be like aliens landed here when they they go to use their phones. It's gonna be that mysterious and strange. <laughs> it's interesting. It's enough, Bruce and I were doing circle. A, <laughs> Bruce and I <laughs> doing a roundtable yesterday talking about comedy and the question of like, so when did comedy die? And we think around hmm. about 2000 and. 10 2012 no we talked about this last show comedy died in 2006 oh okay because that's because <laughs> comedy that's when bush got a second term no well yeah it's halfway mind. through a second term yeah as the second second term drip bush well, well, being in Australia, it took a while to come out here because uh, <laughs> there was still funny stuff then. But but now it's, it's extremely the... hard to find. Right. Cancel culture, all that shit began. Yeah, like the yeah. Um, 
the the Animaniacs. That um, I'm watching the new series, and there's a whole episode about um, you know what uh, I know they Russian don't team. have, huh? You know what I know for sure they don't have anywhere on the international market, legitimate or black market. They don't have any bootleg comi- uh, copies of recordings of good Moscow comics in 1972. No. <laughs> Did they even have recording machines in Moscow then? Funny. You sure yeah, it wasn't just done by yeah, paper? The, the, the Stasi did, and, and <laughs> Stalin did, and like I'm not sure about the general public, but um, this, uh, the KGB they definitely had recording devices. They're in your vase, they're in the light, <laughs> they're tapping we, your phone. Have we have we tripped onto something here? Our free and funny first cousins. Say that again. You broke up. Have we tripped onto something here? Our, our free and funny first cousins. We have tripped up onto something here. Yeah, free and funny are first cousins. Yes, free and funny are so, our first cousins. Now, we're at a point where we're going to ramp up our comedical comical hour, and we're going to pick something to take the piss out of. Now, since I, I enjoy beating up the Q-tards, uh, today is April the 2nd. Nothing happened. Nothing happened yesterday. So is well, there... Well, what was supposed on. to happen? Uh, Trump was supposed to take back office and the oh, aliens were supposed geez. to come down. The currency was supposed to reevaluate and everything was hunky-dory. The lizards get kicked out. Now, yeah. is there is there a Q-tardian in the audience? <laughs> a brave q A brave q Yeah, one. I like Andrew, nothing happened. Um, um, excuse me, our Lord and Savior died. Allegedly, why do they call it Good Friday? Wouldn't Horrific Friday be a better term for you know the death of Christ? Just putting it out there, right? Now, since there are no brave Qtardians here, I know that there is a recovering Qtardian in the audience. <laughs> okay, hello, my name's Stephen. I used to be a Qtard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I simply want somebody who. <laughs> maybe follows the Q-Tardian every now and then, or is in recovering Q-Tardian. What was supposed to happen yesterday? Just a quick type, okay? And who has been following Juan O'Saven? <laughs> is that like a, a food vendor right. in Guatemala? Juan O'Saven, you come to me, you save many pesos. I'm ashamed to admit I read his book. Oh, you read his book? Oh boy, yes, side of the road, yeah. Ooh. I, I did it on the air and I quit it about two thirds of the way through because I figured out what was going on. So it was like a live epiphany. Ah, I'm stopping now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and there's a bunch of creepy characters out there now that are very uh, unaccountable for their actions, you know, right. like, uh, like Simon Parks and it was clearly an MI6 asset, right? I mean, it, or, or MI6 or Mossad are, you know, really the same thing. No, they'd never uh, keep the the, the 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 Mossad and CIA and MI6 would never keep somebody like 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 Parks. No, they'd never keep him. He he's doing this all on his own with with fucking zealot people who believe whatever he says. I, I yeah. I've had the skinny from behind the scenes from his former producer who kicked him off the air after years of being his producer, JP. Anybody knows who that is? Who then uh, made yeah. a public statement about Mr. Parks? <laughs> yeah. Eh? 
Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. You know, that JP gets around, eh? Well, he did. Different, different he's, like the, he's like the tomcat that knocked up my three females here. <laughs> yeah, like 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 JP took it took it right took him right to task and put out all his bullshit right out there. Yeah, and the fact that people are still following him, it's because it's the zealot zealots who will believe what what is that whatever the next conspiracy over the rainbow is. Is that but in seri- short? But seriously, that, um, folks. All joking aside, this cat shit's getting out of hand. If you want one and you're willing to pay for pet transport by FedEx, look me up. <laughs> McDonald, <laughs> McDonald pussies, straight to you. <laughs> Talamanca kittens. Talamanca kittens for you. I'll sign them. <laughs> In blood. Um, so the whole, you know, the whole zealots and stuff, is that like basically they're trying to find an answer in reality um, and their belief engine um, is running out of gas and they only, the, they'll accept anything except for reason, logic. Uh, as the <laughs> dumb look on my face, I, I can't explain it anymore. Yeah, well, that's, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll say that's a starting point, and then it goes into I don't know. So the thing I've noticed, Monty, is the last thing people want to do, especially people in the free world, is is disconnect from all the bullshit and actually go live their lives. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so plugged into something now; it's one or the other. It's a, it, it's either the left's extremism or moderate extremism. There's very few people just in the center now. Like there's me and Steve Martin. <laughs> right now what i've also been noticing is parallel to the cutardian movement there was the save the children movement and now all these people who put their life behind the save the children alienated their friends their family alienated their their businesses and they have nothing to show and i see in the comments all the time trump saved all those children where are they where are the kids Supposedly 10 and a half million kids were saved by Trump. Where are they? So uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein was killed in a, in a jail that held uh, El Chapo. And it appears as though the case against just Lynn Maxwell is falling apart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be done by the, by, by the, by Biden's by end of Biden's first year. She'll be, she'll be released secretly. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing was accomplished there. Hey, we got that Navixium guy though. He was a bit creepy. Yay! Yeah, the, that, that that dude was high up. They they definitely got his ass. Oh, top of the pyramid there. Yeah, yeah, top of the pyramid. <laughs> top, of the, top of the penis pyramid, exactly. Now, just to finish saying what I was saying about the save the children, the Cutardians, and all the other people that believe something is going to save you tomorrow. Now, I know I have an, an educated audience. And there will be people coming that listening in. I held you in the highest regard until you said Q-tard or you said this. I don't give a flying fuck what you think. Okay? I don't give a flying fuck what you think. Why? Because you have reached a point where everything for you is charge and polarity and you have no capacity to converse, debate, talk, or just simply be present without you spewing your bullshit. That is a person who has been brainwashed. And now we have millions of them who are going to be going through the five stages of grief. 
particularly the Save the Children people. Now, I have been watching hosts, people who have shows, thousands of people watching their shows all the time, full on breaking down in tears because the Save the Children's not a movement anymore. I know I'm being serious on a comedy show here, but I'm saying it for a reason. Like we need to start, like at the end of 911, we need to start attacking comically the Qtardians, the Save the Children groups, all of them need to be hit by comedy. If I may add as well, there are actual people trying to stop child trafficking. And they're, they're based in truth, where they're actually going in and they're getting funding. Uh, and you know the difference because they don't spew the whole thing of like... Um, Baby raping wizard wizards. Yeah, yeah. JFK Jr. is being resurrected and he's going to save the world. It's more of like... Um, we follow, uh, uh, we've discovered that in this town that there is a, a, a compound and there's actually children there and we went in and saved them and here are the children. And so there are actually, um, on the planet, there are people trying to save children, but they actually do it. <laughs> Not the, um, uh, you know, there's tunnels everywhere and it's full of children and we've never seen before again. And someone in chat said like, are they saving them for later? Yes. They're saving them for later. Yeah. Now that I've made that that bold statement just after 911 that comedians have to start making jokes and that stuff. We we got to do it gentlemen and ladies out there. We got to be willing to go after that level of arrogance and ignorance, poke fun at it. Um, are we attacking them by doing that? Well, they're always going to perceive everything as an attack because they're living in adrenal glands. We could blink at them the wrong way and they're still saying you're attacking, you're psychically attacking me. I'm blinking, bitch. I'm psychically attacking you through my blinking. <laughs> okay? No. Why now, aren't, um, yeah, why aren't must... these people helping... Sorry, interrupt, Andrew. Why aren't these people helping out the actual children in the cages that Biden and Obama built on the, on the, uh, the border where... They're um, 700% over capacity. Yeah. You want to help children? Send me some beef. <laughs> exactly. He's got a whole bunch of kids. Up no middleman. Everything you donate goes right to the stomach of a nephew. <laughs> yes. He's got like a hundred of them. He's collecting them all. Like garbage pail kids. <laughs> yep. Only three to go and I've got the set. <laughs> Now the dark shit, the dark shit that is out there is out there. Everything has been disclosed. Everything has been disclosed. There isn't anything going on up in the outer realms that hasn't been talked about here. We've we've lifted every stone, turned every over every tissue to see what's underneath it, and we've got an idea. Now we got to start hammering comedy on it. Start taking the piss out of it, breaking the serious factors to it. And that's not to go and directly attack those people there because again, they've got to go through the, their own five stages of grief in their own in their own presence in their own time. Well, but I thought we, it was... as, we as this modern community have to be willing to say no more. Um yeah. was, I thought it was seven stages of grief. Budget cuts even got to them, like if they cut two out. Or am I in a different timeline? You're in a different timeline. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's fun so. when you find that out. <laughs> like, wait, there's five now? I mean, I, I I always thought there was five village people. Apparently there's six. What? It's a, it must be a Mandela effect. 
Yeah, there's an army guy. And also the Traveling Wilburys, you know, that super group from the late 80s. Bob yeah. Dylan was in it. I'm like, not in my oh, time, thank you very much. No, he always was. Uh, yeah. Time it traveling. Is, it, is, it is five stages, but it's seven stages for a death. Okay. So, so the you... seven stages for death, shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression, the upward turn, reconstruction and working through acceptance and hope. That's for death. And... Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yep. Okay. So they're all essentially yeah. the same thing. Yeah, exactly. You have to process. Yes, you have to process. Now, all the Wano Savin followers, so he's going to come on the radio in the next four or five days, and he's going to give everyone another line of bullshit. I want each and every one in this person in this chat room right now to think of the most stingiest line you can type back into a post on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or anywhere else, knowing damn well that they're going to continue this shit. I want you to go into the deepest, darkest depths of your comedy and reach out and pull out a rusty, sharp nail and land it into the movement I've got that's one. coming. The Alpha Centurions have joined the Alliance and now so they're holding off so they can actually prepare and then there will be a bigger push in on June 3rd. That was back in June they said that. Oh, well, I, well, I couldn't Alpha think Centurions of... Alpha Centurions are a big, part, a big part of Galactic Federation and, and, and those those idiots there. Okay, well, just pick an, uh, pick an alien race that aren't part of the... That's, I just picked um, the Centurions. Uh, no, no, uh, let's do a Satan line. <laughs> let's well how would satan respond to a cutardian good 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 i'd be very pleased i think no <laughs> i don't want you in my hell i'm gonna dumb it down here's your t-shirt and cap well done exactly go to heaven get, now I'm so go dumb let, down let, heaven let's let's, <laughs> let's let's break this topic out a little bit why do they do it is it just the attention? Is it just the, uh, you know, clearly they don't believe what they're saying. I don't believe Juan O'Savin believes what he's saying. I do. I think he believes every word he's saying. I think the followers, really? uh, the yeah. followers are looking for hope, uh, but the people who are talking about it love the attention. So one other right. thing about Juan O'Savin, as soon as his interview, his interview ends, he doesn't believe in anything he says. But in the moment that he's talking, he is a very practiced speaker who has been well-trained in how to public speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the moment, okay. he believes everything he's saying. Sounds okay. like multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Or an yeah. operative who's been trained to publicly speak with neuro-linguistic programming, who is meant to be running the next PSYOP. Confidence man. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. With hip hypnotic, with hypnotic uh, induction lines. Yeah. But yeah, he's hoping uh, he's um, providing false hope. And it's it's just a, like we've mentioned this um, multiple times and Andrew, um, I coined it, kicking the can down the road. Obviously not the saying, but the use of the saying. And that's all they're doing where, oh no, it's the 6th of January. Now it's the 20th of January. Then it's the 1st of March. And then it's, oh no, it's the 1st of April. 
uh, and they're going, oh, see, the Constitution says this. It's like, as I said, the man with the stick doesn't care about your piece of paper. Right. So the actual dates were the 6th of January, the 20th of January, February the 14th, March the 1st, March the 7th, April the 1st. Okay. Yeah. That's the order in which they told you shit was going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Um Part of my um, uh, journey uh, through whatever's going on, let's put it just say it that way, is uh, there's a learning experience from uh, dates and kicking it down the road where uh, the end of the, like even like the late 1800s, I think it's called the Great Disappointment where they said that um, revelation will happen in 1848 and um, hundreds happened. of thousands. Sorry? Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. But a hundred thousand people sold up everything, and they went out to Utah, and then nothing happened. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, but that was just a big Mormon marketing campaign. <clears throat> yes, and it's um like because I uh, started this journey like two thousand six, when a free to air channel here in Australia showed a documentary called In Plain Sight, plain as an aeroplane, not the other plane. And it was just asking questions. It wasn't saying, oh, these, you know, the Jews did it or whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's like just asking questions. And I'm like, I actually I own the the, uh, the Blu-ray. I just found it fascinating. And it actually says on the packaging, showing on Channel 10. It's fascinating that that somehow slipped through. <laughs> but ever since then, you know, I discovered um, Alex Jones and then David Icke, you know, the, the classic um, step up. Uh, and it led me to you. There you go. And um, the learning experience of um, our dates where they, they come and go with everything, the, the, the Q-tards, as you call them, um, they're, they're, they're experiencing it in um, quick flash or quick time, um, the quickening, because it's been six or what, six or seven dates, you said, just this year. And we're only in the fourth month. And so seventh date. Seventh, seventh date. Yeah, seven. Oh, seven. But yeah, you know, it, uh, instead of like um, we, I mentioned it on on my roundtables that people are waking up at at warp speed now compared to a lot of old schoolers that took like a decade or even more, depending who you talk to. But what does what does what, what does waking up really look like? Because there's oh, woke, then there's awoke just via Facebook, and then <laughs> there's awoke and I've done some research, but I don't give a flying fuck. Uh, I've, I've actually, um, I can explain this, sir, that uh, they're basically they're waking up to the corruption in the 3D. And it's fascinating because I know you and I and know the information you put out. And I giggles like I've awakened to the corruption in 3D. Uh, read Andrew, get, listen to Andrew's stuff, because that's like 0.01% of the true awakening. You have so much more. Exactly. You have so much more. Can somebody, uh, somebody get a memo down there to head office to let uh, Alan, Alan Park in? Who may uh, appear Ro- as Alan Ro- John? Robert, Alan John. Could you uh, send him a signal to unmute? I don't know. Now, now an actual comedian's turning up. I feel. Oh, I feel, now Monty, come on now. You're an, you're an actual comedian too, Monty. Come on. Oh no no no! He earns money. That's that's the difference. I, I'm doing it for the love of the art. <clears throat> Alan's in the room. Ah. Uh, I'm laughing already. (laughs) My connection is unstable. What else is new? Yeah, 2021 and nothing works. 
can I be heard or not? Get a thumbs up from someone. We hear no. you. Yeah, yes, we, we hear, hear you. you. All right. So what's going on, guys? You're all uh, you're talking about the Q-tards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know well, what about, about them? Do you what, know what about, about them? Yeah, sure. What about the date, though? I think you missed one, or or wasn't it the constitutional uh, change, 1871? So that was April 4th, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it's April 2nd today. So that's the eighth one will be next week. Will be in two days from now. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the grand total. But mm -hmm. there is an office of Trump that opened up, and it just—he just like you know what I mean. Like he just did open an office. Did you not see that? A real estate guy opened an office. Wow. <laughs> no, but what? It, no, but I'm just playing. I'm not bragging. I'm saying you—you you had a thing where you were saying he's not going to open an office, and then he did. He opened an office. If you want to play with semantics, he's got a website called Forty Five Office .com. <laughs> so and then he's got a, have you seen that? It's got a little seal there, and it's, it looks like the president's uh, thing and all that. So that's right, when because he's entitled as a former president to still use the seal, so that yeah. he can do fundraising with it to right. the party. I think he's I'm also trolling. I think he's also trolling Biden because remember when after the <clears throat> the election and Definitely it took sixty three days to get to oh he won like yeah sure yeah, whatever but yeah. Biden created the the first office in the United States history of uh, the office of the president elect and yeah, you know perfect. people with a brain are like what the hell are you doing no yeah. there is a constitutional provision for the offices of the president elect already built into the constitution which allows them to get security briefings. Yeah, I understand that because it's part of the transition. But they had a massive um, poster thing in the background, and, and yeah. Anyway, so I just what? like picking an old man. Trump used a sharpie on a on a on a Noah weather map. Big deal. <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm just commenting on if he said like you know the the rumors were that he's going to resume office by such and such a date. I would say loosely fucking around with semantics he has done that <laughs> you can you can semantically put that you can semantically place it but if you go by what the the hardcore cutardians he will retake office become the president again and be given uh, given a new oath in office well from what i understand they that he said that and then everybody thought yeah that was going to happen on the 6th or that was going to happen on the 20th like you said and then yeah. when it's not happening then it became the whole vibe sort of became no 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 what i mean is i'm going to take office again when i win in 24 again or when when my daughter wins in 24 and then the Putin. so that's this is not what these guys were were all saying that's not what they were all about at all no no not at all trump's just trying to save a future for himself where he doesn't get 10,000 indictments coming yeah and the other yeah. thing that I, you guys were talking about was uh before I could get on, was uh, talking about the G. Len Maxwell thing. Yep. So, what do you, you think she's going to walk from that? By the end of uh, of uh, Biden's first year, she will walk privately. Yes. Everything will fall apart around her. And is that going to bring any kind of kickback or not? Well, I'm sure there'll be some form of public kickback. I'm sure there'll because be some. some but, but what's the news media going to do with it? Nothing. It's nothing. a story they can't talk about. Yeah, I know she's all friends with the guy who used to run CNN's wife, Jeff Zucker's wife. Uh -huh. His good friends. I read that last year. 
there, there's a lot that's connected Julian Maxwell to a lot of very, very important people. Okay? Yeah. A lot. So, so, so let's go to this. Like you're talking about jokes. Well, I don't know where you guys are. I, I've been reading about this. Uh, if you get a vaccine, you can get a Krispy Kreme donut. You heard about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enticement. This is a literal yeah. enticement. Like, I know Bruce just laughed because that would be an insult to Bruce. If I said, Bruce, I will give you this foreign substance of which I will not divulge the contents and inject it into your body, but I'm also going to give you this donut. And I'm saying, oh, Bruce is right into that. You know, like, no one that's smart is doing this. But I realize that it's it's offensive to some people. Yeah. Um, Think about the people who do take the donut for it. Yeah. I'm just Especially... <laughs> Uh, uh, the CDC actually released the statistics of 80% of the people that got COVID or, or died were obese. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. They're, they're obese. Now, I thought the first thing was that to, to remedy the problem was, you, first of all, you need a needle that's twice as long for the obese to get it all the way in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Adding what the cost. No, you know just, you just need a rectal insertion. Well, is that what it is? Okay, so I was wondering, like, who's going to get the needles and make all... But I just think a lot of people don't want the donut. They still want some kind of health-based enticement uh, rather than a donut. Like, uh, you know, I heard yes. Johnson... get your vaccine passport. Yeah, but you want some kind of... Like, uh, Johnson and... Maybe you don't want to get a donut. I hear Johnson & Johnson is giving away free skin peel. So, you know, maybe you're into getting a facial or something. So well, you, you may get, get cancer. Yeah. You get a you get a situation like that, but it's 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 really nuts how people are putting up uh, little avatars on the Facebook and Instagram. I just got vaccinated. I I'm double vaxxed and you're safe. You're welcome. Stuff like this, you know? Oh, it's, it's really it's got uh, to... a messiah. It's amazing yeah, how bad it's it is. got to the it's got to the level that uh, people are putting it in a Tinder profile. Yeah. Well, that's good to know, because if I was on Tinder, I, that's who to avoid. This is a cleaving. <laughs> this is a cleaving. Like, whether you're for it or against it, as soon as someone marks themselves, then they have their followers and their avoiders, yeah? Like, mm -hmm. as, soon as, so, as soon as you see a girl on, on uh, and she's got a mask on her, I just skip past the next one. I don't even want to talk to her. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of where it's at now. The, the, the division is... Uh, the division is ugly. So how are you going to make that funny, Andrew? <laughs> Attack the division itself. <clears throat> both sides of the division. The mm -hmm. idiots on both sides. And make the centrist not the butt of the, the left or right joke. That's who's a, very, a centrist when it comes to vaccines? You're either getting the very, vaccine you're not getting very, the vaccine. It's a very sober comedic stratagem. I'm, I'm all down. So what's the middle ground with vaccine? I'm not taking the first generation of a night of a six month warp speed vaccine. I'll wait oh, to the third or fourth or fifth generation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's middle ground. That gives that kicks it down the, the can down the road a year, two years. <clears throat> and people are saying, oh, they're, they're trying to cull the population. And it's like, well, if these idiots are taking it, uh, wouldn't humanity benefit that? Because um, we're clearing out the, the wheat from the shaft. Or there's nothing wrong with the vaccines. It's not. It's not all the baby raping lizard wizard shit inside it. It's just cheap vaccines rushed to the market. 
Well, like yeah. all the other issues with the vaccines, you don't give a kid 22 shots in 18 months. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, the, the size of a, of a, a vaccine for an 80 year old man and an eight year old kid is the same. There's no difference. Yeah, it's lunacy. Okay. It's because they don't want to do hormone testing on children before they give them vaccines because high hormone levels are going to mean a very high chance at an adverse reaction to it. Yeah. Okay. So it's all comes down to money. Yeah, well, well, are you year. saying the medical profession don't care? <gasps> yes, they don't care. Profits versus humanity, yeah. With, with only like a month or two of panic going on last year when this was still new, like even before, you know, 10 months, 11 months ago, they were saying how kids were not a factor with it. It wasn't a problem. Didn't mean it. It's okay. Whatever. In and out. They're not going to die. It's all right. And all of a sudden, now they're ch- now they're testing the vaccine on babies. So, like, wow, I right. can't imagine uh, being in a better game if you want a profit margin than vaccine. <laughs> well, I mean, there's this an idea of um, vaccinating children while they're still in the womb, and I'm like, that's not going to do any damage at all. And the same people also think that uh, once the baby's born, it can still be aborted. Now, I'm no liar, but I think that's murder. Yeah, yeah, that's just uh, yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, especially when when a, a congressman said it on um, public radio, it's like, wait, you're saying even if the baby's born and then you can abort it, like you sick fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so guys, real- let's take an attempt at taking the piss out of the Qtardian next date going to happen. Let's take a real comedic com- comedian shot at it. Because you know they're going to give us another date and another date and another date. Let's come up with some one-liners. Or two-liners or ten-liners. Well, by December, we'll have a really good um, uh, world t-shirt. World tour t-shirt. Just all the dates. Yes, (laughs) all the dates. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when the next... I don't know what the dates are. I don't know when they... uh... April 4th 4th and June 7th. That's the next one, right? April 4th. And then June 7th. What's April 4th supposed to be? That's the President's Day. I'll, I'll look it up. And then June 7th is another one? Yep. But nothing can stop what is happening is the catchphrase, except for uh, except for the daily flipping of the calendar pages. That's the only thing that can stop yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So while you're looking that up, you don't think it's strange, though. Like, all I got on this is it's completely strange. And I don't even know what the odds are. This triple evergreen logjam of things moving around the world, like the big one, the the, the airplane that refuels them, and the, the the truck on the highway. All of those uh, jackknifing into positions where no flow can happen for, and like most people never even heard of evergreen before, unless they watch Dexter. Uh, so, you know, I don't know how that can all go on at the same week. I don't know what that is, but I do know that's a perfectly excellent, um, uh, what, what would I call it, a, a, a proof. You could use the word proof for Q activity, even though there's no proof, even though you can't see anything, even though you don't know if it's stuck or unstuck or loaded or unloaded. But they're saying that because this evergreen, uh, you know, logjam, that's the, uh, the Q patrol doing its thing 
Do you know what do you know what evergreen means in marketing terminology? Uh, I used to know. No, it means you can use it anytime. It you means want. you make money on a product forever. It's ever producing green money. As yeah. soon as you put a, video up, put a video up with a with an email funnel behind it, it's a cash so, cow. Yeah. So it, I, that was probably a colloquial for the commodities market when markets first formed. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so, but conspiracy, they- conspiracy is its own commodities market because those guys spend a lot of money on their conspiracy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for the most part, it's a worthwhile investment. I mean, they are, they are making money, right? I mean, um, it's ridiculous, you know, Um, it's captivating though. I have to admit there was a brief period of time for like, it might've lasted 90 days where I was like, is JFK really alive? (laughs) You know? And, um, you know, Wano Savin is the one that's saying he's actually JFK, but denies when you actually ask it, but implies yeah. that he's JFK Jr. I yeah, did not I, know I, that. I, yeah. yeah. Who is that guy really? Who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> he's I a like, paid paid agent. The the conspiracy that I loved at like the end of last year is that um and people believe this, this is how much entrenched uh, the Q uh, movement was where it's long they've gone past reality and gone into what the fuck are you on mode that um joe biden and donald trump have um had a face transplant like face off with john travolta and nicholas cage and actually when uh, biden gets inaugurated it's actually donald trump now the problem is if you know your japanese um robotech type of thing joe biden could fit into donald trump so changing the face doesn't work because they've got totally different body shape and height. Yeah. Cause they wouldn't, okay. they would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't spring for the money of the clones. Well, okay, yeah, so well, let me, let me give you this one. This is just, this is just breaking news from uh, some, not really. It's about six hours ago. This came and it was probably written about eight years ago, but uh, anyway, it says, and this is from, this is from Q-Targ Avenue. Okay, (laughs) so you'll like this. It says uh, now again, I'm going to say again, I don't know what's going on with that evergreen thing, but the odds of three of them jamming up at the same week just because stuff happens incalculably tiny. But listen to this. This is what they're saying now. This is the thing that bugs me. You know, they keep pushing it down the road, pushing it down the road, pushing it down the road. So listen to this. U.S. SEAL teams and Russian version of U.S. teams like what does that mean? The right operation. The unit. It's always uh, a good seller. What's the name of them, Bruce? The Russian version of Spetsnaz. Spetsnaz. Spetsnaz, right? Yeah. right? Okay, so that's what they put. Uh, the Russian version of seals. Anyway, it says U.S. SEAL teams and Russian version of SEAL teams boarding ever given. They're boarding it. I mean, we can't see video of this. Vessels with cranes going there. You know what that means? Yes, they're unloading it. There was a nuke on board the ship, which was supposed to detonate if the ship became compromised. Space Force, <laughs> you know, Trump's yes, Space, Trump's da, Space da, Force. Da, 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 da. Space Force jammed the signal and ran her aground. The nuke has been deactivated. White hats really are in control. It is believed there was help from someone on board the Evergreen. So, I mean, this is like, so now it's going to be because there's a weird scenario, and there was, it is weird that this three of these things. 
So this thing getting unstuck and unloaded, but what the next thing is going to be to answer your question, because I was already thinking about this before you guys started the show was like, now that this boat is going to be eventually freed somehow, then the Q guys are going to say, yeah, and they got 18,000, uh, 80,000 kids off of there. And uh, right. they've all been uh, re uh, reassimilated. I'm not going to be where, 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 where are the kids? Yeah, where are the kids? I want to add something in here. So if you know anything about boats, you cannot yeah. unload a boat with a crane if it's not moored directly to the side of something. It will tip over. Well, I think it's I think it's moored to the side of the dirt. No, it wouldn't matter. It, if you've tried unloading it, then there's no place to unload it. You can't get barges and cranes in there. It's blocking the whole canal. And it's wedged. It's, it's on an angle. Yeah, exactly. It's wedged at an angle. Uh, it, it, commercial constipation is what it is. It's all but blocked then, up, man. Guess what? You got to get a suppository in there. Five, six times a year, a boat gets lodged in the Suez Canal. That That, that yeah. article didn't want to tell you that. And just for the fact that that article didn't know what the Russian special forces were makes me tend to think that that person is a total fucking moron. Oh, no, I'm saying, yeah. I'm just saying, like, where we're at is this, okay? I read online different news. This is just a, off of some group, so it's a person saying something. But I read online news stories, one of them saying the boat was still stuck. And within a few hours, another one saying the boat had been unstuck but was not yet freed up to sail. And then I read another article that said it was so freed up to sail. And then later on, I read an article that was still stuck. So my point is, I'm not a journalist. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this boat. Is it unstuck and sailing or not? It's and unstuck. Not it was unstuck on Saturday. I'm sorry, Friday afternoon. Their a time. Week a yeah. week ago. So, I mean, like yesterday, people were saying, oh, it's still stuck in the mud. So this is what I mean. Like, nobody even knows if a fucking gigantic boat <laughs> is stuck in the mud. But you're also going to tell me, you know, the tens of thousands of the population count of the kids running around underneath the ground in secret tunnels and shit that there's no way you're going to be able to take a look at. But you can't see a giant boat cutting off a crucial canal in the world. And you don't know for sure if it's sailing. Or if it's not, so like all I'm doing is breaking this down to simple. You don't know if it's loose and free or if it's still stuck, but you're saying one thing or the other. And then, and then you're also supposed to take these people's words about the exactitudes of tens of thousands of, of operatives and kids and stuff. Like it's just not, it's just not, uh, uh, it doesn't make sense that these people yeah. actually know what's going on. Once again, I'll say it. This is one of the largest boats in the world, extremely visible at various different levels of approach. And it's either moving along in the water or it isn't. And we can't get a solid answer on this. So, like, you know, nobody knows shit if you can't tell me that. Yeah. And, and to add to that, the same people who say that, oh, there's, there's cranes and they're saving all the kids. They actually broadcast information of what they're, uh, they're going to do. And I'm not sure if anyone here has been in warfare, but explain to me how you're going to win a war by telling the enemy what you're going to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Unless you're like, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And um, it's all secret. And I'm telling everyone via the internet, which is a global web around the entire world. And so hopefully yeah. our enemy doesn't watch this. Let's, let's all huddle together for this secret meeting on the internet. 
Exactly. <laughs> Let's all go join a Zoom room, a secret Zoom room with a passcode in it. How did they uh, know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what is what is seriously wrong with Roseanne Barr? Uh, L- LSD. Is she, yeah, is she microdosing? I don't think she's micro. I think she's macro dosing. <laughs> <laughs> For a while now. Oh my god! Who got her on that? Her handler? I have no idea. Jeez. She married Tom Arnold. It could have been far, as far as back then. It could have been as far as back then, exactly. He's, he's pretty level. At what? I saw footage of um, is a booty judge who um, we need to ride bikes to um, save the planet climate change. But there's footage of him uh, getting out of his SUV about a block away and then getting on a bike and then riding into the press conference. That's uh, so man. That's what I mean. There's just such artifice in all of this stuff. Like it, that's why anybody would even look at a Trump Q tart thing. That's why anybody, there's just been such obvious, I mean, what is going on with this administration? You know, like how, yeah. how have we been able to, how, like, it's amazing that this guy, Trump was so roundly and soundly ridiculed back when he released a, a word, kofef. You would think if Biden released the word kofef, not only would not anybody hear about it. I mean, this guy falls down the fucking stairs of an airplane. Nobody hears about it. Like, falls up. Falls up the stairs uh, three times. And then they said, oh, it's due to wind, which makes it worse. Yeah, it's, it's even worse. So, like, the same amount of uh, picking on. And they should be picking on. Like, So, like, now they're all after Matt Gates. Matt Gates maybe trafficked this woman or whatever. And if, if that's the case... Do it. Like, get into it. I, I say tear it open. You know, I'm not partisan on this issue, but like, if how can how can Democrats like seriously? How can Democrats sit there now and go, let's get Matt Gates because we think something something seventeen year old girl something something, and it's like, wait a minute, the whole laptop thing, the whole evidence of the Biden you know compromise that led to the election. You're going to ignore that completely, and this is. What Matt Gates is involved in is like one piece of paper inside that laptop of a thousand pieces of paper. So I just don't understand how people can put stuff aside that they used to be really all about. And now it's OK. Here's another quick example, just so it's not about politics. Last year, I was saying to people around this time that mostly like I didn't like what was going on with COVID and everything right around this time a year ago, April, May as well. I was saying I'm really uncomfortable with what's going on because I think they're going to try to bring a vaccine to market. And anybody that knows anything knows that vaccines take a certain amount of time. And people would say back then to me, oh, that's crazy. They're not going to be. No, 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 they're not doing that. So like in the same brain, they were saying last year, look, I get it. There's no way a vaccine can come this quickly. We're fucked. And then all of a sudden, within months Within months, it's ready to go, so they think. And these same people are going, yeah, great, great, get it into me. The same people who were saying like 10 months ago, I understand there's no way this can be a thing, are now saying, I can't wait to get the phone call to roll up my sleeve. Like, it, it doesn't, 
and then when you ask them about it, they're like, well, you know, it's it's serious and we need to get this done and everything. It's like, yeah, I'm talking about the gap between you said you acknowledged you realized this was impossible. Then you were criticizing people who were saying it was impossible because like I was criticized for being ridiculous for even bringing the notion that a vaccine could come by Christmas. When I predicted that that would be problematic if they did it, I was nuts. But when they actually brought one in and it was available around November, which was available earlier than that, but they didn't want to make it earlier than November 3rd, <laughs> these guys want to get in line for it without commenting on the gap in, in logic and thought. And people are doing this more and more now where they don't have any investment at all, like two seconds later in what they were all about a minute ago. It's like we're yeah. all experiencing our own timelines. You know, when they say there's different timelines of choice, but I Did they really, say that? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I don't understand how you could sit there and criticize the shit out of someone. And then within less than a year, take the actual product that you were criticizing that person for announcing was on the way. I can. Even, have you met, have you met people? <laughs> like people are very yeah i, I don't get it though it, it well, is a, um, it's a cumulative state of shit in the brain from from yeah. stuff that everyone's eaten over the last 20 30 40 years i gotta well, be something you've got QAnon. you've heard of QAnon, the q tards yeah, sure. yeah but now um it's like the balance in the force has been relying because you now have blue on where they're putting um uh democratic um conspiracy theories like oh we have to have the um the capital in lockdown because all these trump supporters are going to attack and it's been that level where it's you know because um the extremism is like a horseshoe left right is a horseshoe and everyone in the extreme bit are all idiots uh it's just really weird to see as one group rises uh there seems to be another one to match it and yeah yeah, blue and on and uh (laughs) big tech are trying to suppress blue and on what what absolutely astounds me, guys, is the way they're able to maintain the, the, the dual friction to keep the cyclone ascending into the air. I mean, it's been four years now, five years, if we go right back to the beginning of the Trump administration, and it just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. It's not dissipating at all. The duality, the tension, the conflict, it's just um, the whole thing is extremely manufactured. That's the program right there is to keep you in a constant state of action reaction charge discharge as they call it in the, the uh, uh, penal system and and yeah. everybody everybody's looped into this now over well yeah you can see the the um the way that the the today's president compared to the former president were treated by the media <laughs> where um i've actually seen mind you uh, it, it's slowly cracking because Biden is so obvious there's something completely wrong it's I flip between sad and comedic, but um, uh, Tucker Carlson had someone on. It's like, so what did you think about Biden's uh, press conference? And the guy's just gone, um, I think it went well. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, he had cheat sheets. Um, he had softball questions. At one point, he actually comes away from the uh, the podium and walks up to try and hear them. And um, the, the fallout, it won't stop. It's just like, hey, that looks like a younger me. Uh, there, uh, there's <laughs> articles afterwards. <laughs> there's articles afterwards saying um, Biden did really well in the press conference, but the media embarrassed themselves. And it's like they're just doing the whole spin 
where um you know the emperor's got no clothes or cognitive distance but um <laughs> yeah he keeps doing it you don't have to attack by him you just wait for him to do something uh yeah. how how do you break a leg by patting a dog and the same dog keeps biting people yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah that's a know, bad sign of biting dog yeah fighting with bud <laughs> Come on, man. And his <laughs> eyes are really, I don't know which clone they're using, but the eyes are really close together. And it's, you know, when you put a G.I. Joe on the dashboard in the, in the sun for 24 hours. Yeah. 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 What's his, yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, what was it? The he's, he's real golem. His left eye. His left eye during the debates and all that. Oh, yeah. Black. Like yeah, so that's when they thought he had the stroke and that he, he, he burst a blood vessel in his eye and it went all red. And he got the nickname. Yeah. He got the. Yeah. You'll love this. He got the nickname Bleeding Eye Joe. Bleeding Eye Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a long-faced, dog-faced pony soldier is what it was. Or he had a mini stroke on stage. Have <laughs> <laughs> you noticed Kamala Harris is um, channeling her inner Joker? She keeps laughing at anything. Like, are you going down to the border to um, look into the crisis? Not today. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> like, the joke is real and it's the vice president of the United States. She's so, similar to the uh, leader of uh, uh, New Zealand, where, you know, you talk about clones, et cetera. I don't know if horse embryos were involved at all, but uh, they look very horse. Uh, you're Prime Minister Arden. Yeah. 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 Arden, now, Arden? yeah. Yeah. She's very, yeah. uh, just into Arden. The irony is good old Camel Toe Harris. She's <laughs> playing the comedic line, but she's just a female version of Mike Pence right now, waiting for someone to die or for somebody to fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. That's the other thing about the Q people, right? So then they were all convinced that this guy was uh, terrible, which is probably true. Pence. And uh, he was going to go down here. He was going to go down there. That was the other thing. Pence was supposed to be the guy. They were saying Pence, I think it was on the 6th, was going to be the one to cast the vote that would crush the, uh, the Democratic uh, whatever it was so that the, the Trumps the would Certifying win. of the vote, but that was the yeah. big lie. There was no actual certifying of the vote. The vote was already certified before it came to Congress. It was right just then. a ritual. It was just a ritual day. A magical ritual day is all that that was. And to so, prove to prove that yeah. moment, um, is uh, Andrew pointed out at the end once they go, it took what quarter quarter to four in the morning. They finally um, did the gavel. Prince walks two steps to his right and is given a coin by somebody. Yeah, that's that was strange. What was that all about? That, that was by um, what senator was it? Uh, McCon McConnell. Yes, so, so it had Medusa on one side and an angel on the other side. What was that coin? He was activated because he's a, he's part of the Christian secret societies, Knights of Malta, Knights of Columbus, all of them. He's really high in those Christian groups. Wow. Yeah, because the, the Pope, the Pope had basically given him an order: you had to complete this ritual. And so yeah, he did the harvest energy. So he did what he was supposed to do, and then he got that uh, he got that golden. Uh, no, 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 no. That was the order given to him. Oh, okay. That was the order. No, I, was, I thought that was the payment for doing the order. No, 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 no. There, there was that, that 
to go to go in depth into what the dark rituals are, it started long, long before the election. Okay, the receiving of the coin is the ending of the ritual. Okay. Whoa, sequence is everything in a ritual. Yes, yes, yeah, it, it, and that's a lock, and it's all about uh, energy harvesting, and um, right. of course, modern day economics filtering into <laughs> rituals instead of like they do a ritual and they want something to happen. Uh, the way they do it now, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, is they did the ritual, and so the next four days are on credit, or like it's, um, it's been what's the way of explaining it? Where it's they're not waiting for the energy to turn up, they've already spent the money that um, they're getting, you know, it funds um, the next four years infrastructure, uh, harvest infrastructure, yeah, okay, but the infrastructure itself gets paid more than its hourly rate. And the four, every four years just pays the hourly rate. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so all the people in the energy harvesting industry have their own golden parachutes. <laughs> That's you one thing I, I, I learned from uh, uh, Andrew and Bruce, like uh, reading the book. Um, I, I secretly, a squirrel got a, a copy of the book. It's awesome. You have to wait a month. Uh, is that you know you have a free will universe, free will galaxy, free will solar system, free will planet? Um, it's all commerce and business. And yeah, you know, I think my I, I tapped into my god spark. Like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. I had this aversion against business. Like, I just want to exist and be and have fun. I'm definitely from another universe. Yeah, probably. I don't feel good here. It's just yeah. to get this mess out of the way, too. I just want to get this whole Pence mess out of the way. Like, how do you even factor this guy? If you're a Q person and all that stuff, you hate him because he didn't do what he was supposed to do, and he's a traitor to the Trump people. And if you're on the other side and you're a Democrat or whatever, you also hate him because he was a Trump person, all this kind of stuff. What happens to this guy? Like, does he just get to disappear untouched? No. Oh, no. He, he, will, he will go on and make his own legend, his own living legend within the secret societies. Mike Pence? Oh God, yeah. He'll be on He's the touring circuit. He'll be on the touring circuit and be named uh, the head of a major Ivy League college within two years. Yeah, him and his pet fly. I'm mm -hmm. gonna double down on that. Wow. But not Corn but not Cornell. One of the major Ivy League schools will make him president. I had the uh... I had the uh, feeling, uh, different topic, of uh, it was kind of like a dream, but I was awake, uh, but it felt like a dream, and it was like someone else's dream that I was able to watch, so that was strange in its own. Like, so it was hey. like te television dream. Yeah, kind of thing. Like it's like you're 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 seeing something, and it's a nightmare, but it's not for you, and it's not about you. It's something else. And and so here's this is what it was. The set, and it's hard to it's hard to put it in words, but the sensation was of a person who had been vaccinated and who was experiencing the feelings that came from the vaccination and they were now in a place where they were wishing they had not gotten vaccinated and they were trying to get out of it. And there was just the sense of having no way out of that same way. You'd have no way to out of jail. If you were 
you know, got a 170 year sentence with no chance of parole or something. Right. And it was like, unless I, you're, unless you're a hedge fund owner. <laughs> yeah. He had but 790 this, years of prison and he got pardoned. Well, <laughs> that's the odd case, but I'm just saying like, when you know, someone's in there forever. And so this is, this is the, the sense that I was, the sense that I was feeling was like someone who, you know, maybe decided so, to get the fucking shot or not get the shot. So they spent a lot of time researching it. Then they went ahead and got it. But now that they've gotten it, they change in their mind and wish they didn't get it. But now the sense that I was feeling was this massive, uh, painful regret of having gotten it the first time and being trapped in just having to go along with it. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely not my feeling. I, I, I just had an image of like all the the past and future lies of that person just going what the hell are you doing what are we yeah. supposed to come on exactly yeah it's just like oh god but it was a, it was a it was a i don't know it's hard to uh it's hard to put it into words but it was like it was like uh yeah a, a machine <laughs> like uh, you know, they, they say the ghost in the machine. It was like the ghost halfway to the machine, regretting it was going to the machine. Anyway, it was it was uh, definitely someone else's. Uh, the only thing I wasn't sure was if it was a general kind of regret or if it was one specific person's thing bleeding in. I uh, wasn't able to discern that. But uh, it doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of uncertainty with it, right? Like even people that... People say, "Oh, anti-vaxxers and vaxxers." This is a, this is a different topic. This is a brand new, different, other kind of vaccine. It's not the same argument. No, so. the media is pushing that anti-vaxxer. Where even people, are, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just don't want to use um, a experimental drug that's only existed for nine months. And right. We, oh, anti-vaxxer. Well, anti-vaxxer. <laughs> yeah. But I'm up to date with my vaccines. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Mind you, my six-year-old niece has more vaccines in her than I do. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 72, 72 now, I think it is, uh, by the time you get to a certain age. Wow. 22 by the time you're, you're 18 months old. Yeah. Wow. I've also noticed a lot of people that are on the left, not all the left, I want to uh, clarify that, but, like, you know, the, the rise of mental illness... I, I see it a lot in the left where we have to fight for justice and everything else like that. And I, I'm seeing my therapist. I wonder if they're connected. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, um, uh, uh, remember, you know about a year I-, ago, Andrew, I basically said like, you know, um, the left are uh, completely disingenuous. I mean, at least the right, they're honest about their, you know, their weirdness and their hate. But the left are in complete denial of their weirdness and their hate. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, what amazes me about what's going on now in the most uh, acute way as we get beyond the polarity of the Democrats and Republicans and Trump and Biden and all of this stuff is that there's nobody in the intelligentsia actually putting forth good solutions because th- the problems that we're facing are not insurmountable. As Andrew points out all the time, they just require, we require a general across the board percentage decrease in corruption. You know, the market and the way it's traded and the way consequences brought about for people who violate the rules should reflect, the justice system should reflect the amount of damage you've done. 
Now, if you're a hedge fund manager and you wipe out a thousand family pensions in America, that's a lot of damage. It's a lot more than a gangbanger is going to do on a crack binge. A thousand right? families is nothing. Most of the time, yeah. it's a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand families that are taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why why do, why does the punishment not fit the crime? Why don't we have equity in our justice system? Why did we allow these pe people to go into the future of the market with their cray computers? Why don't we why don't we make the derivatives market illegal? You'll never find they all try to every time anybody in the market and i've had many people try to explain this to me people who make three million dollars a year as traders i knew these kinds of people in toronto they always start with a commodity well bruce if you have oranges and i'm going hey fred 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 the orange becomes a piece of paper which becomes another piece of paper which becomes another piece of paper if you're going to talk to me don't start with the fucking orange and then they and just start walk with the, away start with the orange peels and then work into selling me the whole orange yeah you know it's just, it's just ridiculous. There's, there's so many micro solutions we could, we could apply right now that would re restore 20% confidence to the markets in the system now. How are you going to get behind a global superpower like America that says we all got to play by these rules or else? And then, oh, by the way, these rules in include us ripping off the whole world for things like uh, putting you know, phony AAA bonds on the international market. Nobody was penalized by that. So if you or I go into our garages and start counterfeiting the U.S. dollar or the Canadian dollar, we're going to go to jail for a long time if we're successful at it and we circulate a certain amount of currency. And federal police forces are looking for us. These guys put out counterfeit AAA bonds that were used as reserves in every central bank in the world. How is that not a crime? You may as well be selling pig iron painted yellow and, selling and, and telling people it's gold. Well, that's right. You know, and hold on. I'm gonna, you know, and 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 when this trickles out into communities like the black community, how do you think they respond? My cousin's doing five years for pinching a Snickers bar, or he got caught with like, you know, twelve grams of weed separated into gram bags on a corner. He's doing three years in Michigan, and 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 these guys are what. So what is the rallying point that unites all the disparate points and gets us out of charge and discharge and the corruption? Andrew's been right all along. Yeah, well, it's true. It's like the same thing happened with the water in Flint, Michigan. I mean, you yeah. know, if you Good stole example. a bottle of water in Flint, Michigan, and you stole that jug of water, you're in more trouble than the guy who made sure he poisoned shitloads of families. Yeah. And that's just. And the other thing about Flint, Michigan is that's just a flash. That's just a piece of flash paper that people have heard about. That situation is going on all over places that have pipes carrying yeah. water. That so right, right now, right now, to, to blow that story up, anybody's pipes who are older than 40 years right now have the exact same problem of Flint or a hundred exactly. times worse. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Flint, everyone's going, oh, that's terrible. What's going on up in Flint? Oh, gee whiz. It's the same thing almost everywhere, you know, at this point. Land water, water, land water, food, uh -huh. telecommute. Land, water, feud, so, food, and so something, so something else the FD, uh, sorry, the uh, EPA has done has made these, uh, these super fund sites where they're super dirty and the companies have declared bankruptcy and opened up on another name so they're not liable anymore. Yeah. Now, there are micro fund sites yeah. now, too. Example, there's a, a place inside Utah. It's in northern Utah. I can't remember the name of the city. 
but they redid their water system in the 1960s. And shortly after they redid the water system, there was a major change in the construction rules and stuff. And so 30 something years later, you know, the stuff starts to break down. And this was just before Flint. Um, so before Flint happened and ended up evacuating the entire city, well, like 12,000 people. Okay. You couldn't use the water in any way, shape or form because the pipes that were out were untreated pipes. The chemicals that they put in them was treated pipes. So everything yeah. was leaching out and the pipes were reaching in some places instead of an eighth of an inch or, or three eighths of an inch thick, they were less than a quarter inch thick. Wow, that's wow. not good. <laughs> yeah, you could always spend twenty thousand dollars on a filtra filtration system because you know it won't, ma it won't matter. It it won't matter. It won't uh -huh. matter. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I regret knowing all the details. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yourself, oh, you. Put yourself up a candle for his pyromaniac. So, I yeah, mean? I love the candlelight. I live by as soon as the sun goes down, it's all candlelight for me. Well, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be a salesman, right? But I just read, like some prepper thing or whatever, a can of Crisco, you know, the size of a can. Yeah. Of big ones. Seventy-two days. You push a wick into that stuff, and it'll burn for seventy-two days. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. I could tell you how to make uh, all kinds of candles. You know, they didn't have uh, electricity on this mountain until twenty fourteen. Right. Oh, that's up yeah. until the early 1900s, the majority of the world was lit by lit by whale fat. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Seventy-two days. Though, that was pretty good. For a can of Christmas. There's something very, very, very <laughs> comforting about a controlled flame and the light it gives. Yeah. Yeah, but the smell of the Crisco gets to you after a while. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like almost done French fries that smell burnt. So it's like, you know, the French fries are three quarters cooked. You can't eat them because they're only three quarters cooked and they have that smell, but they also smell burnt at the same time. Yeah, but if you're in a position where you need uh, two months worth of candlelight coming out of a tent, then you're already in a bad position anyway. You can't go complaining. Well, about first thing first, if you've got two months notice and can't figure it out, that Crisco will save your life in calories more than burning a light at night. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if we're going to get full prepper here that'll save your life it'll give you like 500 days of life <laughs> okay so so what are you going to say raise hand, raise hand. Right. so okay. we've gotten ourselves into one of these these funny funny spots now i want to say something about crisco there like if you go to like <laughs> Uh, Coca-Cola hacks, like you could use Coca-Cola to clean motor grease, all this stuff. There's Crisco hacks, too. Okay, I'm sure there are, yeah. Yes. My mom didn't use Crisco when I was a boy. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah. We never used it either. We always used butter or margarine or yeah. olive oil or some kind of oil. I yeah. use coconut oil. Well, that brought it to a close. No one likes coconut oil, apparently. No one said, yeah, well, right. Well, I, 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 I shared a meme, like, I, uh, you know, the Jay-Z Jay song, uh, 99 Problems, but a bitch ain't one. The right. uh, I've got 99 problems, and coconut oil fixed 86 of them. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I love it. hi yo. Get that out of the way right now. I love coconut oil. I do. I need a laugh, man. Who's got something funny here? Come on. Well, what are we talking? 
about? What's even the topic at this point? <laughs> topic can be anything, anywhere. Uh, just don't get me banned for going uh, ultra, ultra, ultra into like some weirdo. Have rant you seen? Have you seen the, the latest in, uh, from the world of Satanism? Uh, what is it? Little Nas X. Little uh, Nas. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Somebody, that guy. Somebody. Somebody bust his rhyme in the background. We got thirty seconds before copyright infringement. Yeah, well, no, because the song's terrible. But apparently, okay. it gives Satan a lap dance, and he's released um, a limited edition Nike shoe with blood in the air pocket. And Nike is um, get a cease and desist order because it's got nothing to do with Nike. Like, <laughs> what level of stupidity is like? You know, I want to, I want my own Nike shoe. Maybe approach Nike then, yeah. or Nike, however you say. Yeah. I'm going to bring a, a big load of concrete down again on the media, okay? Because, I, look, yeah. I don't care about all that stuff, but I, I do care about it as a barometer. So I read that I gotta story. Say, I, I, I got to say. Creep, little, little creepy story, this guy. But but the point is, is like no one in the media that I read, the first bunch of articles I read said, oh, this is not really a sanctioned Nike product or is Nike okay with this? They all just came out with what it is, you know, what he was doing. And then the next day or two days later, it's, oh, Nike's all upset about it. Like, how did you not know that as a journalist when you put the story out in the first place? Oh, yeah. Because bef before they put the story out, Nike Nike responded to them with a pre-response, which is, so, we're, we're, we're about to dump them. They just needed the legal paperwork to get to get together. So, this, is done, this is done in branding all the time. That shoe will sell more shoes the way it happened than any other chance he could sell shoes. It's a limited edition now. Like right. Those, those bro, hype bro guys that sell buy shoes online or perfect shoes and only wear them once, which is a huge industry of people buying and selling uh, shoes like that. Huge industry. Yeah. That's some Billy the Kid stuff. He's a straight up outlaw. If Nike right. wins that suit, I'm, 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 I'm going to just, that's what, that's total white entitlement, man. It's racism. How, well, how dare they? How dare the they? The privilege. Yeah. Corporate, so, white, corporate white entitlement. Now I find it very magically funny that they put Satan under Nike shoes with blood in the in the in the little pumper thing. What's that? Is Nike? So magically funny, I cannot even begin to tell you that the Snickers from all the other realms that are going on. Well, yeah, you don't you don't buy his shoe with blood in them. You buy a normal Nike one where they actually have blood of children that have made them. Come on. Well, if it goes well, I understand Lucifer's coming out with a pair of house slippers that uh, <laughs> looking for all of the uh, demonic and satanic entities coming out with their own footwear lines. So. Yeah, you know what they're going to look like? The, the, the plushy the plushy slippers they're going to wear? It's going to be a, like a, a set of angel shoes that he just walks around on. <laughs> How about angel slippers? At 18. How about Beelzebub stones? You know what I mean? Like oh, my God. Is that is that like what do they mean? That's blood. Is that really blood? No, they're, yeah, they're saying it's one. They're saying I'm not endorsing it. They're saying it's one drop of liquid into some other bullshit fake looking blood. One hundred percent real drop of blood per soul per shoe. Wow. Soul. Some other fake liquid thing that's blood red. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Lucifer uh, Beelzebub's get, getting into footwear. I'm coming from your soul to buy these shoes, so you can try and run away from me. 
<laughs> and then he'll discover he'll have more success by the vanity of human beings <laughs> than ever trying to get them to sell their souls for all this other shit he's been doing. Business has never been better. It's all through the shoes. <laughs> I don't understand this uh, uh, getting caught in the trap of, on the one hand, you know, thinking uh, it's a great idea, this little Nasdaq thing. And on the other hand, the you know, the, the banning of things. Like the same people are banning, like, effectively nothing. <clears throat> you know, like the Dr. Seuss thing or whatever. They're banning that because it's a big problem. But then they're embracing these other, like, you know, dark issues like a, like a pair of Satan shoes. You know, it's, like, it's so stupid. Well, the thing is, it it is an absolute, it's an absolute brilliant marketing play uh, by Little Nass. He he was an irrelevant nobody in 2020 and 20 into 2021. And he just put something out. We'll guarantee to make him, him in his pocket, a hundred million dollars by the end of the year. And the song sucks. The song is so terrible. Yeah. It's a method. I never heard of the guy until it happened, but it's a methodology because, because what happened was, I read an article because I don't know anything about this guy. Just the shoes came up. So I read it. So the thing is, is that a lot of fans were uh, like parents of younger fans have expressed some kind of concern about this because he, he was in this other video that the one that broke out for him was called Old Town Road or something. And Old, Old Town Road. Some kind of bullshit. So I listened to it just to compared to the compared to the new thing that he's got out now, right? And this is the thing. This is the pattern that tells me it's the same people. So it wasn't Nas X who got to the top. It was a bunch of people at the top who run that industry who went, Nas X is gonna be the next guy. And so Nas X goes in there with his song was Old Town Road, and it's kind of homey. It's kind of down and whatever. But listen, that's what the parents don't like because they got their kids interested in this guy because he was doing this old timey kind of, you know, jam with Billy Ray Cyrus type of thing. And they go right from that into the Satan deal. Right now, the same thing happened. Oddly, here's your connection. He did that song Old Town Road with Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus is the father of Miley Cyrus, who was introduced to the world as a wholesome little girl, a little Disney, you know, lady, whatever. Hannah Montana got everybody into that. And then you flip the script and she's got her clothes off and doing the Satanism thing. It's a pattern. You get them in, like even Disneyland, you know, you get them in when it's all cute and young, it's all cool. Then you flip it to this other thing. This is a pattern. It's the same thing. So it's not really, like this little Nas X, there's a million of these guys. They call that turning them out in the pimping business. Turning them out. That's right. Turning yeah. them out. Interesting I just thing about it. I don't give him any credit for, for creating the scheme. I just, he's the next uh, picked up and used little kid. You know, he'll probably die uh, some horrible, weird rapper death, you know, like they usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, though, the um, uh, one positive thing came out of it is um, Tom McDonald wrote a song called Church five years ago. And that had a resurgence because he actually did on social media of like, there's all this list now. You know, I have a song called Church, you know, and church. it's all going to church. And, yeah, you know, cause he, okay. I like that know. guy. He's got a few, he's been really dropping some bombs lately. Uh, he's, um, over the past- his, girlfriend, 
his girlfriend or partner is also um, an artist as well. And she's got one song where uh, you did your best. And she's actually um, basically praising her family for all the crap they went through. And after three minutes, she's like, oh, because it just yeah. hits perfectly. It's because uh, it's it's truth, basically, like their truth expressing where yeah. um, like the, the, her grandmother had dementia. And then I th- um, in the video, she walks out and apparently she gets hit by a car and uh, she basically thanks her family for all the stuff that you did because the the parents had to give up on their dreams because they had kids and now and blah 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 and yeah it's it's yeah. quite touching. I've seen a lot of his videos now. I think he's really good and uh, you know you're never going to see him at the Super Bowl the same way you had that weekend guy at the Super Bowl. You know they're both Canadian, but so what, right? Like it, he's saying the truth. He's not going to get on the Super Bowl. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm totally out of touch with um, up-to-date news. I mean, uh, music, sorry. Um, for the last week, I've been watching Iron Maiden Blu-rays and um, DVDs. So, you know, I'm watching um, uh, English heavy metal from 1980. <laughs> like, so you're time-traveling. You're time-traveling. Time yeah, time-traveling. Like, you know, this came out when I was six. Breaking, yeah, running free. Yeah, I'm running free. A bridging of the gap of the black-white divide. There's, I don't know if you know what's going on in America, but there's a big black-white divide going on there. But you know who's really helping out with the black-white divide? And this, this was, this has turned from a guilty pleasure that I that I had into I watch one of these a week. Is a heavy metal band or a rock band or a group that's progressive like a like Rush? And it's a video playing and it's being watched by black people and they comment on it. The reaction videos. I've seen the those. And like, it's amazing like, yeah. to watch a guy who's like full on, like, you know, gangster rap kind of guy, just sit down and shut up and listen to some rock tune. Right. It's really entertaining. And then you see them going like, Oh wow, this is really cool. I like this. So I saw this guy yesterday watching, he's watching Thunderstruck. And his friend by ACDC. So his friend is giving him this thing and he's going, no, man, I don't do rock. Like, fuck that. I'm not watching any of this thing. And the guy finally gets him to watch it and then he reacts to it. So it takes him the first uh, intro and everything into the first chorus before he starts bopping his head. And he's getting into it. And it's funny. And then they're commenting on it. So then I saw a guy, he's a drummer. This black guy's a drummer watching a drum solo from, uh, from Neil Peake to brush and he's just freaking out he was all set to critique it he just sits there and gets blown away by it and it's funny like there's a weird market for guys who are never listening to hard rock and progressive rock when it was out now they're listening to it there's a, the reaction market that yeah, whole a, reaction is a market there's reaction yeah. for video games reaction to news it's so, so weird this whole react videos YouTube realized there were people making their million dollars, even though the heuristic is set up for no more million dollar YouTubers, because they didn't foresee uh, reaction as a, as a genre. Mm. And the thing is, they're using clips from other videos. So if you know anything about YouTube's uh, Nazi regime when it comes to copyright infringements, <laughs> it's seriously, it's as bad as the Gestapo. Okay. Yeah, they've even got to the point where um, you know, uh, people react to uh, music videos and then sometimes they get the actual artist of the music video to react to the reaction. Yes, 
Yeah. Now, I've seen that with Metallica. They, they, there was a, a group of inner city gangsters who had never listened to heavy metal. I hate heavy metal, you know, the whole setup to it. And then they bring in Lars and go, this is the guy from Metallica. So obviously they know who Metallica is and they probably mm-hmm. listened to it before, but they've not, they've not just sit and listen to a song on purpose. Okay. Yeah. And, but there's Lars, the other side, who's going to raise their energy no matter what. Okay. <laughs> well, it's Lars. Yeah. Right. It's Lars. And then you see them getting into it and they're, they're doing one or whatever, whatever one that they were doing. And then yeah. you see, you know, like straight up, uh, Hindu Indians reacting to American pop music. Those are really good. Yeah. Or the in, the yeah. other Indians from the high India giving them American food for the first time. I saw this, a really it, great one like that where there, there were these dudes, they're like from way up in the high mountains somewhere in Russia. Like I can't remember what kind of tribe they were. Like folks that, you, you know, they're just, uh, they, you know, I can't remember, but they're, they're like way up there, yogurt eating, uh, uh, people speaking a strange language you don't know. So they brought them into the studio and they're, they're getting them to eat uh, ice cream and hot apple pie. Right. So they haven't had anything like this at all, right? So they've got to, they're trying both of them. They can't believe how cold the ice cream is. The, the, the apple pie tastes like nothing they've ever eaten before. They're putting the two together and <laughs> you're just watching them eat it, right? It's so cool. Yes. It's really and I then like if it. you watch the ones with the Indians, they don't use silverware, so everything's a piece of bread. So you see right. them pick apart their burgers with the bread to get into it. And it's just – it's really funny if you've, if you've never seen the other eating habits, trying to – you know, having a McDonald's Big Mac for the first time and then spitting right. it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, like, the, the positive side of global – like, the natural version of globalism where, uh, you know, humanity can um, become one not the the false crap reality we have now where it's all been forced like you know 1984 is uh metallica i'll use metallica and iron maiden they can tour anywhere with electricity and 50,000 people turn up like um i was one of the iron maiden videos is flight 666 where the band actually uh, the lead singer flies the plane and they fly around the world in six weeks and they played san jose in uh costa rica and it was the biggest, yeah, that's right. Uh, it was the biggest show in Central America ever because thousands of people just from all the countries just turned up. And it's Maiden. You can see Maiden play. I don't think they've done China. Metallica's done China. That was interesting because half their set couldn't be played because of problems. But the Iron Maiden they, they, and Metallica, they go to India and obviously they've got the numbers, but yeah, 50,000, it's Led Zeppelin 70s shows. It's but it, right. it's all connected by the music and there's, you know, um, no politics, no racism, no, look, you're a metalhead and you're there to enjoy the music. And of course these bands are, are brilliant live and there's that connecting element and it's like, you know, Oh, we're in a terrible world. What do you mean? Iron Maiden's touring. How can yeah. the world be that terrible when Iron Maiden and Metallica? Oh, imagine if they headline together. Oh, <laughs> fair to say, but there's a guy in the chat, someone, I think it's a guy who knows person from the chat oh yeah jimmy the kid uh jimmy the kid and i totally agree with this the subtext is of what we're talking about let's never make anything ever again and just react for the rest of eternity <laughs> but that's what I, that's, that's, that's hollywood what I, that's, what, that's true that's what's going on because like you know first you had this music was was being made for decades 
and folks yep. weren't listening to it at all. Like, no, I don't listen to that. I don't listen to that. I don't listen to rap. I don't listen to rock. It was clear, and it was none of this, right? Now, everyone's – these guys have figured out they can make money listening to it. Like, imagine a bunch of ghetto kids sitting around listening to Yes or Genesis and, yeah. and drumming up – But the up, thing is, but like, the thing is that, that, that's real. That's actually real, and big tech had to react to it. We're talking yeah. hundreds of thousands of people were making so much money off of advertising dollars, YouTube yeah. advertising dollars. This was still yeah. in 2016 after they had already nuked the entire system. Yeah. So let me uh, let me give you some real world statistics there. At the height of YouTube earnings, Paul Joseph Watson was pulling in about sixty thousand dollars a month by his own admission. Paul Joseph Watson was. Yeah, sixty thousand U.S. a month. What was and he doing? Well, he, doing was, he, he made his he made his bones with Alex Jones, and then he yeah. went out oh, off and did his own. Guy. Yeah, but his, yeah. his view count his view count was was averaging four hundred to five hundred thousand. That's what made yeah. him a sixty grand. Yeah, and then yeah. he had sponsors after that. Now, yeah. if you. If you the thing is with the YouTube, the way YouTube changed its system after they changed its system, they made it so that people who are going to be innovative, like reaction videos, they've already have an advertising campaign prepared for it. Example, YouTube's about to cut anybody that doesn't actually bring them value. You'll never get your 100,000 views. The heuristic will point to you and they'll start to give you troubles with whatever videos you're putting up. Yeah. This is an old school YouTube tactic we've seen. I've been on YouTube since 2009 or 10. Right. When with this with this main account, I think 2014 when I set up the business or 2013. And Facebook since 2008. So I've held I've held a presence, and what I've determined here is, um. The connections that people have, example, Monty was talking how I'm a metalhead, I'm there for the music, and whatever political dog was don't affect you being a metalhead, okay? You're choosing it to do it for the music. Mm. And yeah. there is where there's an opportunity in which videos can go viral. Now, I have always said we are one crazy cat video away from Unity, where we're all laughing at once, where it gets a, a billion views in a day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, 500 million views in a day. Guess what? Will definitely alter humanity's mood. I would even go any video doing 100 million video views in a day, and that's pretty common on YouTube. If you go look at the ratings, mm, like now, PewDiePie's got up to yeah. six million people and stuff. <laughs> right. So Joe Rogan, who's now who's already left YouTube and has more subscribers on YouTube since he's left YouTube. Irony. Okay, <laughs> he's gained two million subscribers. And has a hundred million dollar a year with Spotify, a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify. Yeah. Now, YouTube did this this thing where they <clears throat> updated the actual sales of video on something called Social Blade. Now, if anybody wants to look it up, you can go to a website called socialblade.com, S-O-C-I-A-L-B-L-A-D-E, and click on the YouTube, and you'll see the earnings of everybody that's out there. It's estimated earnings. Now, Joe Rogan was was earning between seven hundred thousand and 1.2 million per month and peaked at 5.5 million in a month wow. yeah right. just from youtube just from youtube yeah that's incredible because he had consistent view counts yeah 
I'm not monetized yet. I'm only at 561, which is the highest I've got. So if anyone's not subscribed, just go over to my channel, Wafer Thin Entertainment, and subscribe. You don't have to watch any of the videos. Just I need to subscribe account <gasps> monetized, and then probably get kicked off because I'm talking about things that aren't part of the the narrative. But I'm doing well after well, let's see, uh, 15 months in this day and age. And I've started this. Yeah. It's a joke, but it's true. But I, my, my, I've got tens of people watching and listening. That's my tens audience. Tens. tens. That's nice. You know, eventually you'll get to a hundred. Oh no, no, it's over a hundred. I, I haven't got to two hundred, so I can't say hundreds. Uh, I, the highest I get up to is around about one hundred and sixty on the YouTube, which is strangely enough more than I get while on air. <laughs> yeah. Or if you were in a comedy room. Because <laughs> there is no difference if they're if they're in front of you or online. Well, Even no, in the comedy room, at least probably um, bomb in front of thirty people. <laughs> so that's a quarter of the audience. But you're not bombing. You're doing fine. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, online I'm fine because I don't see these people. You know, um, I'm just talking to a microphone. And then we need to we need to go set up a, an audience for you. Yeah, but that's global. But yeah, it's like well, here in Melbourne, do, we've got the comedy festival. And um, now this is one of the best rooms in Melbourne. And I've seen a couple of photos. It's like there's 20 people there. That's the height of comedy in Australia. You could play to 20 people. Yay. For free. So it's not like anywhere else where there has a population. <laughs> like, uh, I think. Uh, uh, Alan, what's the state of stand-up in Ontario? Are there are there any clubs open? I don't think so. I don't know anymore because uh, they were folding, and then one uh, at the dangling lockdown, there was one that folded and then went back in. I don't know, but anyway, they're they're pretty much all closed now. I saw the Toronto Yuck Yucks was up for sale months and months ago. Uh, the Ottawa one recently closed. I think there's some other people uh, opened a club in New. Holy cow, Ottawa closed. What are you telling me there? What are you telling me there? Are you telling me that Wafik is working at a car wash now? Everybody's working at a car wash now. <laughs> there's no such thing. He's got, he's got children. Yeah. There's nobody's, nobody's doing tours. Some people are doing Zoom shows uh, last year. Just sitting back and watching the carnage. I don't know what it was like for you, Monty, but... Like I say, uh, as a comic, personally, I got waylaid by a disease, so I was out of the game of going into venues all the time, so I've been kind of dealing with it. And then just as I'm turning around, everybody else falls into the uh, forced retirement, right? But they didn't realize they were retiring. They didn't, you know, this is going to be two weeks or three weeks or a yeah. month. And, I, and just wear the mask, hurry up and do that and stay home. And then we can go back to the clubs and get back to my job. And, you know, and so the comics were very, uh, not all of them, I'll say, but almost all of them, most of the ones that I see or have access to or talk with, they were all insistent that we just mask up, just do what the new owner says, that we're selling far fewer tickets at the comedy room. Everybody should stay home pretty much. And this way we can get back to normal. <laughs> you know? So, but there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of uh, pushback at all. There wasn't any pushback against the, the entire state of things. And so um, 
anyway, the comics uh, were making announcements like, well, I got to do this or I got to do that or I have to get a new job or something. That was the first thing. And then you started to see these stand-up shows going on, like a drive-in theater style show, you know, like outside with cars and a big stage. So everyone's far apart, you know, everyone's like massively socially distanced. Anyway, there's an inherent thing that you know about in comedy. I don't know how this is going to get replaced. No one seems to talk about the intimacy that, that really is the life force of every powerful stand-up show I can recall seeing in my life, whether it was I was involved in it or not, or before that, or someone else. There's just something about a person in a room who's doing their thing. Uh, the room is only so big. No one else is listening. You're not on your phone. You know what I mean? There was a special connection of, of intensity with and you're not going to get that on zoom ever you're not going to get that in a, in a broadcast sense you don't get that even when steve martin quit that's why he quit stand-up because he was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and after 1980 he completely or 1981 i think it was when he was completed this tour where he was doing like giant theater can like I, hockey, uh, hockey can, I, can I, I ask a quick question so, here so what are you going to do where are you going to have it where are you going to hold I've, this I have a quick question. Who's who's piping in the whale music? Piping in the whale music. Yeah. I hear it. I hear it now. I hear it now too. It's somebody's microphones reverberating. Uh, no, no, no. That's that's like a somebody's got a like a YouTube. Alan, are you playing one of those four thirty two hertz YouTube videos in the background? I, I might have one. I don't know. That's a very good chance. I don't hear it, but uh, anyway. Yeah. It's like sounds pretty cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, what are we like? You know what I mean? Like, you're you're not gonna have. Um, now I've lost the picture. You're not gonna have. Where'd you guys go? You're not gonna have stand up anymore. Like until there's a massive change. But like the way they were trying to reintroduce stand up in Ontario, which obviously wasn't gonna work. It was fun to watch. Uh, the try, but it was uh, like drastically reduced seating, right? So whatever, say say you had 120 seats before. Now you're doing like 60 or 50. Yeah, it's everyone's like- working fast. Everything's distant. Everything's far apart. And you know, as a comic, every time you went into a sparsely packed room uh, before COVID, it was like, oh god, you know, oh shit, there's no one in the front row. Gee whiz, you know, you want to. You want to pack it in tight. You want to have a nice, intense feeling of listening to what's going on in this cool place. I mean, I can't yeah. even I can't even believe how many places I've seen in England and some other cool places uh, that where the stand-up worked in there because it was just low ceiling, packed in, too many people. You know, they're anticipating what the guy's going to say. There was a magic to it that just can't be captured on these uh, video presentations. And here in Melbourne, uh, th- there's only one dedicated comedy club that's opened up and that can hold up to 400 people. And wow. uh, they started business. Uh, it's above a, a supermarket. So that's quite interesting. And so the other, some other pubs and clubs are doing comedy rooms. But the problem is the law at the moment, because we're, uh, we went through a horrendous second lockdown last year. It was like 110 days. 
which yeah. was hardcore lockdown, which it was even worse than North Korea. And now we've got rid of masks unless you're in taxis, Ubers or public transport. So we're, we're almost uh, out, but it's one, one person uh, per two meters, two square meters. And so venues like music venues are hit hard because they're only getting 30% um, crowd and right. you can't survive on 30%. Oh, That's not how a business works. This is some killer material. Did you guys work this material before you came on here? This is killer. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing on the inside, man. It's killing I'm saying, like, killing we're, we're not at that place, Bruce. We're not at the fucking place. We're trying to, how are you even really going to do this? Like, honestly, so, yeah, how are you really going to do it? Well, I, I think Alan will agree with me. If we were actually on stage in a live audience, it would work. But we're if on we're Zoom. A venue where people would come in not afraid to see. Yeah. That's what I mean, though. Like, how are you going to do it? Because you can't see like people are afraid to go anywhere now which i think adding to um the whole thing about the virus as well because if you're in um fear mode which lowers the immune system and it's very um karma uh karma debt laced as andrew calls the um covid um because people make a choice of like oh it's a deadly disease well um you do have enough power to allow it to kill you if that makes sense. Is that the punchline? <laughs> let, let us know when you're going to do the punchline, Monty. <laughs> or let no, me do it for you. Surprise. I want to pop in here and say something. When it comes to live audience, after the bubonic played and 80% of Europe died, people were healed by live music. And I believe live music, live shows, live concerts... Mm -hmm will be very rejuvenating for people to go back to. And in but fact, I, I think but, there will be, like, a, there'll be a, it's a new renaissance of those types of communities. But listen, where's all this fucking money coming from? Like, what, like, you will be, you will like, be paid on. in fruit. But listen, seriously, <laughs> seriously. In any, in, any, in any business, in any business, but let's focus on comedy, okay? In any business, but let's focus on comedy right now, a comedy club. A comedy club right up to uh, March 2020, right? Right up until they called the coronavirus shutdown. Every single comedy club had a higher attendance figure than they're now able to have. And they were already at a place where they were trying to figure out how to charge more money and how to make more money because there wasn't enough money. So they're going to add money to the ticket price and they're trying to figure it out. And if there's a, a couple extra tables they can put in there, they would. Now you're telling me they got to drastically reduce how many people are coming in to like by 60, 50, 70%. And they go, okay, fine. How can this even continue? Like, because two years ago when inflation was at a certain height and you were trying to get this much money and now it's even higher and you're only going to get this much money way down here because you got far fewer people. You're only going to do one show. That's far the... Like I don't see how it, it even takes off the ground. Well, it's just the the, the economy was um, in the crap hole before uh, COVID um, uh, manifested. Uh, if you want to have a look at um, even something more depressing, comic book shops they yeah. were on um, they were on the slide beforehand, and a lot of them have been wiped out because uh, they couldn't survive. And it's fascinating yeah. where the government thinks, you know, um, uh, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, you should have, um, uh, you know, um, stored for the winter type thing. 
However, you know, oh, you lost your business, all that's upsetting. Yeah, well, you didn't, the government didn't help and they forced the lockdown. The, the, the government is actually the cause of most of these businesses being crushed yeah. because they're not allowed to actually. And because the, the banks and everything else like that are just like, no, we need our money. Um, uh, and it's, yeah, it, yeah, I'm, I understand where Bruce is coming from now. It's like, this bit's not really that funny. <laughs> no, it's not. So we could try, we can, we can try to do that if we agree that we're just going oh, to have to come up with a new way to do it. Cause th this is, you can't get rid of the central banks and corruption. Cause like the amount that's um, in the last year, how many poor people, a certain percentage of the people on the planet lost $30 trillion. And yet the mega corporations made $30 trillion or whatever the number was. It was exactly yeah. the same. It's like, well, it's just been transferred. Um, and there's actually people now, instead of like, if you want something on Amazon, try and find it somewhere else because they yeah. understand that um, the, the uh, mom and pop uh, businesses and, you know, um, yeah, uh, think global, act local type thing. And it's, yeah. uh, it's all centralization. And um, I mean, even with Disney Plus, they're not releasing like new shows on Blu-ray or anything else like that, or even downloads. Uh, they just want you to watch the streaming service. And you, if you like a show, you have to hope it's on there. Yeah, and um, uh, they're actually apparently now Disney Plus is charging for old movies with Bruce Willis and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, go, you know, go to Trash and Treasure or um, flea markets and just buy the physical copy for less than the one time you would rent it for, and you actually have you know physical copies. Basically, what I'm saying because like even um, you remember um, Jesse, what's his last Body name? Ventura. Yeah, yes, yeah, Jesse Ventura. He had a show called Conspiracy Theory, yeah. and there was an episode. I think it was on JFK, um, and it was a streaming service, and you had like TiVo, and so um, people recorded on their boxes, and then the network's like, no, we don't like this. It's got too much information, or it, it will upset people, and so the actual company went into the home set boxes and removed them from everybody's. They they completely scrubbed it from their network. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a body of DVDs uh, from when I was buying DVDs. And it's funny to me because now I look at them and they're, they're like pretty much from 1999 to 2007 or something. That's when I was <laughs> buying DVDs a lot. Because uh, the place that there was a movie theater near me, but there was also a music store. It was like $10 to get a DVD. I thought, well, it's nine bucks to go see a movie. <laughs> Why don't I uh, get a DVD, you know, so watch it but, twice and you've made money. Yeah. Watch it a few times. Now you're rolling in it. You know, so, <laughs> uh, the more you watch it, the more money you make. Isn't that the idea? No, I, just, <laughs> I don't understand like how, how, uh, how this uh, Disney plus can just absorb everything. I heard the P in Disney plus stands for pedophilia, but that was, uh, <laughs> a lot like, of I do have, I'll, I'll give you one of my stand-up jokes. 
where uh like um i i tried to like, i had about four years off and then i went back to you know that classic um stand-up comedian that like oh i haven't been doing comedy for a while i'll start doing it again and they do it once and, and they suck and they won't go back for another three years well i try i did that sort of you know testing the water things and i was talking about the the radio show on revolution radio and yeah. going through the list of things I've learned. And one of them was that we found out um, a, a Disneyland for pedophiles is Disneyland. <laughs> well, we're going to get in trouble here because someone on the chat is saying, don't diss on Disney. Uh-oh. See, now, this is a thing. This is a thing now where people get to decide what other people are going to talk about or not. And it's amazing to me. Uh, so, oh, no, you know. she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I, I I don't think Talk there's a to fear. The hand. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a fear of um we're not allowed to upset Disney. I don't think we would get work with Disney to start with. So let's just ram home that point of like going, well, they don't want to work with us. Why? Well, let me show you. They suck. <laughs> well, you know, ever since you go back to that, there's a really old meme of uh it's not a meme, it's a Disney cartoon of of uh, Mickey Mouse making cheese. Have you seen that one? No. You know, oh. no so, I don't watch Disney that much. I'm I know. Warner I, Brothers. I'm just saying it's a, you know, it's out there. Me too. I was like that too. But there's this old, you know, like Steamboat Willie. That's what they used to call him back in the days. And so Mickey <laughs> is, is on a conveyor belt in a factory type of thing. And uh, the cheese is going along on the conveyor belt. And if he lets it go through, that's a cheddar cheese. But if he picks it up and starts fucking it with his heart on, which, you know, you can see it clearly through his pants. That's Swiss cheese. <laughs> and he's making the, the holes in the cheese. And he's just like banging away. I mean, this was like probably made by some naughty Disney uh, uh, animator back in the 30s or something. You know, that's that's I'm sure those guys must have done something like that. There's no way. Well, all the thing is, the animated porn, they don't they don't talk about the animated porn industry from the 1900s, early 1900s on. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. You know those books that you flip like this and you'd see a whole bunch of pictures doing it? Those those were porn like from the 1700s. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were traded amongst people. And when uh, uh, cartoonography came out and they could make movies out of it, they made full-on porn flicks. There's yeah. money in porn, that's why. Right. I mean, even uh, when they discovered... When did they discover Pompeii? Was it in the 1700s or the 1800s? Anyway... It, it would disappeared for a long time but when they ex excavated um you know all the the villas have porn frescas and everything yes. else like, this whole there's this weird thing that um uh most of the ancient civilizations that i'm aware of um fertility and, and sex it's all sex based which i guess is you know closer to god and and just debauchery and everything else like that but yeah um if you want to see some ancient porn go to go to pompeii and, and by ancient civilization monty means melbourne in the 80s yeah oh definitely the 70s <laughs> that was a swingers town huh just going back uh, to the, you know, like just going back to the same cuz i haven't really talked about it with somebody the fact that just before COVID, all of these comedy clubs were always, you know, charging the maximum amount they could charge and stuffing in as many people as they could stuff. And now wow. they can't. And now they can't. They're just yeah. going to have fewer people and fewer shows. So, therefore, how can they even open? And then the next question is, on top of that, 
in Ontario here, we just had uh, this province of Ontario. We just had them go from last week. There was a rumor there was going to be a lockdown. And then this week it was uh, the guy comes on, Doug Ford comes on and says, everybody was nervous. He was going to make this announcement on Wednesday, right? On Wednesday, he comes on and makes the announcement that he's going to make an announcement on Thursday. <laughs> that, was, that was the whole announcement. And then on Thursday, he makes the announcement like, don't travel anywhere this Easter weekend. Just stay home and uh, like, don't move around much. Ontario's going back into shutdown or whatever. So here's the thing that people already made plans. We were already in the clear somewhat. And so you go ahead and make plans. Then the government steps in and says, no, you're not. And Trudeau comes in and says, no, you're not. So this is why another reason why a guy's not going to open a stand-up comedy club. Because if you had a stand-up comedy club open last week, you were booking guests. I'm going to have an Easter show. I'm going to have a weekend show. I got Monty coming on and this and that. And then you're going to find out today uh, or yesterday, maybe, that all of a sudden you're not. So that's not a sound business model. So there's no, no real the, entry point listen, there will always be a fucking comedy club that used to work like it did in the old days. There will always be dreamers who dream up the next comedy club dream. Same thing with the restaurant business. We're talking 80% of the restaurants are going out of business in the United States. 80% mom and pop. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Some new dreamer will come along and it it will, it will, it will recreate itself as well as there are a lot of uh, owners who have friends with deep pockets because they, that's how they party on that town. And many of those clubs are, are supported in the dry times by the private, the private industry. I was a limo driver for a really long time. So I kind of know how this shit works. Okay. Yeah. The thing with well, comedy as well. Speakeasies. You know, if this is going to be a hundred year redux, like it was last time, you're going into speakeasies. That's where people oh, wow. used to drink booze when booze wasn't legal. Now yeah, but that be- now that means open mic night with a live broadcast because every right. and wherever there's an open mic night, they're going to stream it, and they're all going to start doing the five ninety nine a month streaming. Stream my 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 Friday night uh, my Friday night open mic night. Yeah, and on top of that, we need better comedy because uh, right. the mainstream comedy completely sucks. Well, I know we've talked about it before, but um, you you need some people just. Uh, the outliers, the uh, the rebels, and just you know, um, people taking the piss out of everything. But um, you got cancer culture and all this shit. But you need people to stop, it, Monty. You're killing me. You're killing me, Monty. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> well, that's my act. I mean, that's you're my number <laughs> man. It, it's all about tension, and I just build and build and build. And three years from now, I'll think of something funny to make you laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask you if you've heard this before. This is, like, what is comedy at this point? Is that what you're saying? We're going to need something funnier? We're going to say what? Well, we need something Trans- funny. Transmutation. Transmutation. Right, right. Tra- transmi- transmigrate the spirit of comedy and what it does for people. To whom I would I would find a way to get it into the digi-universe. I would create some, like, talking wooden dummy and just do it all through that and just do, like, this five minute cartoons where you're doing stand-up reviewing the news for the day or something and just be as outrageous okay, as you can be right and then see okay, if people so start here, coming to your here, comedy room here, here's do a laugh track too know. do a laugh track too people but, need that after 40 like, years of tv seriously <laughs> i hate the laugh track. With, the division of people who, <laughs> with the division of people who are allegiant 
to the system as it's prescribed. In other words, a person who's happy to get a vaccine, wear a mask the whole time, like the mask was doing anything. Uh, there's such a difference of mindset. They're not going to even laugh at stuff a person who doesn't believe in that has to say. Like it's a further division of. So for yeah, example, but look, it's it's there's there's no digital Uber if even if you're getting one out of it, every 80 people, when if it's good enough and it's done well enough, it's going to spread out, right? So this look. is this is a person I know. I won't I won't say the person's name. I know this person. This person do, is a comic. Do I know the what's name? What's her name? No, no, I'm not going to even say anything. I'm just saying this person is a comic who is proudly announced that they're vaccinated right away. And, you know, if you don't do lockdown for two weeks back in June, you're killing grandma. The whole So they're swallowing the, the mainstream agenda 100%. And they're calling themselves a comic. So this is a piece of their comedy. And I want to bounce it off you to see if you think it's funny. Because that's the mindset that wrote this. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Uh, which vaccine you get has got to be like the new horoscope sign. Moderna, they can be moody, but you'll never find a more loyal friend. Very creative. Pfizer BioNTech, shy, but don't cross them. Love animals. Johnson & Johnson, pretend not to care what people think, but deep down are very sensitive, very athletic. And AstraZeneca, very talkative, but not great listeners. People are drawn to them. So, okay, so they're taking a name of the vaccine and they're ascribing like bogus the way you do when you read a newspaper version of the horoscope or something. And um, fucking tons of people clicking on that. Like, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs> that was so funny. And I, I, ooh, wow. I don't see it. Like, I, I got nothing to say to people that would think that's funny. And I, I don't know what to do with that. Like, it's, it's how do you right. take a fucking dire situation of a of a uh, an experimental drug that's already caused a lot of problems, and you're setting it up like a, a you know a dating site or something. And anyway, it just doesn't come together for me as a comic. I yeah. don't believe in it as a person who knows about it, any of the science in it, and I, I don't know how to appeal to anybody who has enjoyed that. I would just uh, rewrite the joke and actually put in the actual problems with <laughs> like uh, AstraZeneca may have blood clots. Um, uh, Pfizer may have a skin that's, peel. That's exactly what I did. I rewrote the whole thing. I did a quick thing like that with all those heavy things. And then I'm going to drop it in there. And I thought, no, this isn't what that person wants to hear. They don't want to hear all that. They're just making jokes no. about, you know what I mean? So that's what I mean. So the person who got a bunch of laughs out of that, if I do what you suggest, and I did, and, and I put in the same things that you say, they're not going to laugh at that. They're just going to go, oh, please, come on. We're it's, just trying to have fun here. It's part of, part of the division. Um, like yeah. if I use the Dolores Cannon um, uh, example is the different frequencies. The there are people that are the, um, uh, the frequent, you know, the people are going into the mainstream more. And then there's people like us that are, um, are going into, dare I say, a higher frequency. And it's um, people are believing the false reality that the uh, the mainstream is putting forward, and um, it's so fake, uh, though. God. Oh yeah, I know. It's you know. I mean, the sadistic side of me is like, well, that's part of the cull because all those idiots will probably die quicker. God, it's so creepy. Honestly, 
<laughs> so yeah, we have to do something else is what it is. And I don't think it's opening up clubs. I don't think it's, I, I, I don't know what it is, but like, Hey, I didn't know like third, you know, in the thirties or whatever, when they were listening to Victrola's, I'm sure they didn't anticipate that there was going to be magnetic recording tape and then eventually CDs either like things change. And we're sitting at a place right now where we got to, people need to hear funny things about their own life and stuff, but the means of it is going to have to change because the, these old systems don't work. I see someone, uh, someone here on the chat was also saying they went to a comedy show a couple months ago and how great it was to go and have a great time and have fun and laugh, which I can totally believe. I just can't see uh, how it can be sustainable in that format. Again, if I go and set everything up here and I'm all set and booked and you guys are coming to my show and everything, and all of a sudden I got to cancel it. I got to cancel this weekend show. Well, what's that going to do to my rent in the play? I got to cancel the comics, you know, uh, because the government. So anybody setting up any kind of show like that is at the whim of the government just saying, no, you're not. Well, it's, so any bus- it's, it's any business, not just comedy club. It's any yeah. business. No, I, know. We're talk- I know, but we're talking about comedy and, and comedy clubs on this show. So I'm talking about yeah. it on this so show. The, thing, that the thing with comedy clubs, as I said, there there's always will be those people that will open a new one or the old guys will come together and put a phone together. It will survive just like live music will survive. It's just going to take time. Restaurants will be recreated. There'll be enough people with, you know, you know, PhDs and doctorates who open restaurants. You hear stories like that all the time. Okay. You know, two guys with PhDs open a, open a Greek restaurant. Yeah. Okay. It's really common. Okay. Really common. And then you're going to see a tremendous resurgence of strip clubs. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Because strip clubs, you talk about comedy clubs. I mean, in fact, look what strip clubs have been done. Yeah. And then what do they do? What do they do with the strip club? A little bit. Take the mask off a little bit. Show you a little bit of nose. Exactly. A little bit of nose. I can see her chin. I can see her chin. Uh, Yeah. It's, uh, I think the, the, uh, the, the main thing is that uh, we have to get past COVID slash lockdown uh, yeah. because it, it, it's not sustainable for humanity to have this constant. Have you noticed like governments, like they plan ahead. It, it, it leads towards the conspiracy, but everything's just planned because, Oh, I think early April will have, yeah, it's around holiday. I, I get this, the feeling they want a revolution because <laughs> they keep pissing off the general public. Where how did you know three weeks ago that someone would get COVID and you would have to go into lockdown? Yeah. That's you have a yellow yeah. box? That's What's going one, on? You're killing me. You're killing me. Good. <laughs> it, this is anti-comedy. It's still comedy. <laughs> have you seen what's going on that lately that's really funny, though? Is the... Uh... Oh, my God. Tell There's me. no duality to comedy. I just had an epiphany. There's what no duality. It? Comedy... Comedy has no opposite. You, you only notice its absence. Yeah, well, they, they always had tragedy posed against it. No, no, that's our shit. Tragedy is spirit. Well, let's see it And also with tragedy, you can still laugh at tragedy. I used to have a joke. That was one of my first jokes when I started years ago, whenever that was, 1990, where I said, I'm a stand-up, uh, a stand-up comedian. It's easier than being a stand-up tragedian. You know, it's difficult and then i did a whole thing on that and then i said oh well, i guess there there is no such thing oh no country music is stand-up tragedy, i guess but that was basically a, a, a long time ago look at this guy what's he 
post pandemic and I've never been busier. Yeah, this guy is really busy. He's been good at it since uh, May. He's but I had he's mastered. Before that. He's a master of YouTube comedy. YouTube comedy. Yeah. He's yeah. got that dry early John Cleese whip. That's that's pure faulty towers for the twenty first century, man. Well, yeah. had he not did, heard of it before. He did a bit. He did a bit on Costa Rica. It made national news. Half the country thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen, and the other half was deeply offended. <laughs> that's good comedy. Yeah, that's good comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly, speaking of um, country and Western music, um, in five to ten years, we're going to have songs about um, truckers where their driverless trucks drive, uh, leave them. Yes. I sit at home as my truck drives itself <laughs> with my dog. My dog was so mad at me, it got in the truck and left. <laughs> and now I'm here with no beer. Yeah, My wife is gone and my truck is gone. Oh, woe is me. Yeah, yeah. I like when um it's a classic joke, but you know if you play country music um songs backwards, you get the house back, you get your girlfriend yeah. back, you get your dog back. Your truck works. Yeah, and your truck's working perfectly. What? No, oh no, I was gonna say. I, but if you much... play heavy metal backwards, it's Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> um, um, selling confectionery like that whole Judas Priest thing where look um, if you play it backwards it says kill yourself kill yourself and they actually played it in the courtroom and it's, it basically sounded like do you want a lollipop yeah that's right that was a great one I remember that that was because uh, the kid took a gun and blew his head off and yeah two of them and one survived for a bit yeah, yeah so the mother sued uh, it's funny to watch that too. I just watched that uh, last year. <laughs> the the trial was watching the singer sitting in the in the witness box. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, here in uh, Australia, there was like a, a talk show, uh, Peter Couchman, and he was doing like um, uh, open forum with yeah you know, a lot of metalheads. And one, I remember one metalhead saying, "If you locked me in a room and played Madonna for twenty four hours, I would probably kill myself." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was like 1989. That's what they tell you. They shouldn't make a joke like that because someone might actually, uh, yeah. It's like you have to run everything by everyone in the world to make sure no one's offended by it before you can put it out there. That's what some people literally want. That's where that's yeah. what it feels like. Well, it, that's that's the ramp up with the division where everyone's offended and or they can't deal with it or um, they because uh, they're looking for racism or sexism or whatever. Huh? Life and death. Yeah, it, that's the razor's edge that comedy. They find it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and 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 then the the public narrative now has been raised. Everything's life and death. Antifa, BLM. It's right in the language. Black lives matter. It's it's very yes. life and death in comedy. It's it's. I think maybe that might be the only thing that cancels out comedy. They it, they hit the exact right spot. The cerebellum there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know. I Right Actually, between fight, they've, they've got us right between fight, flight, and I don't know what the hell to do. I think I'm going to stand here and shit my pants. Freeze. Yeah. Yes. I remember saying a joke. I remember saying, it's a classic joke. You would have all heard it before. A fur seal walks into a club. It's like, oh, you can't do that. It's, I'm, I'm not, it's a joke. I'm not saying actually go out and club a seal. What is wrong it. with you? That's good. You're killing me, Monty. I was good. Gold. So I want to think. Donald walks into a club. 
very sensitive issue with Canadians, the clubbing of baby seals. Mark. So I can I see how you Australians might be indifferent, but uh, well, all animals want to kill us. Massacre. Yeah. yeah. Imagine uh, a kangaroo ma massacre, funny boy. Uh, well, actually, someone punched a kangaroo and got arrested for it. So, yeah, that's the other stupid way. Alan, does can you... And then they put the video up Alan, on, uh, you... on the Internet and, oh, I, I, I got caught. I don't know why. You put it on the fucking Internet. <laughs> Alan, uh, can you imagine 100 drunken newfies chasing kangaroos in the outback? It would be something. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to see it. You have to know who the, you have to know who does the seal hunt to get the real comedy milk out of it. <laughs> well, I'd like to see a seal fight a kangaroo. I got one of it. It's the most it's the most unique English idiom on the planet now. The new idiom. It's almost as far out as the pikeys in in Guy Ritchie's Snatch. It's the most unique <laughs> English, and it's in it's talk about funny. They just have to say, "Ma, where's the cheese?" And you're on the ground. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, also, for those playing at home, do not attack a um, a kangaroo. And the whole boxing kangaroo—that's a misnomer. Like they haven't got the reach; they can rip your guts out with their claws on their feet because they go up on their tail and just eviscerate you straight away. Wow! Oh, thank you. Yeah. Sir. If you upset yeah. them, I'll take it. Yeah, but they're only they taste nice as well. Australia, yeah. Australia is the only country in the world where uh, we have an emu and a kangaroo on our uh, national uh, coat of arms, and we eat them. Oh, I think Andrew has something to say. Well, it's his show. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what is it, Robert? As he prompts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you are listening, if you are listening on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, or anywhere else, and want to join the Zoom room, come to the zoom room da -da -da. this is it <laughs> did you know if you add new zealand that's the five eyes yeah <laughs> u.s canada yeah. united kingdom australia new yeah. zealand and all of them um you don't you don't spy on your own citizens you get four other countries to do it for you okay let me yeah. just go right on that topic just you know since you brought it up that particular topic is something that I came across in the late 90s and it really turbocharged my, I don't know, conspiracy research was the five eyes. But after understanding the principle of the five eyes, I, I, which like you just summed up, they, they don't look at their own selves, they look at a different country. That's gotta be done with by now. Like, don't tell me they've got some pretend thing. Stronger than ever. England Stronger than ever. They, they look at themselves. Come on. Everybody looks at themselves. Like, there's no way they're just like, okay. Yeah, so does... but hold on. You're missing the whole point. It's not whether they, would they spy on us or not. It's what they can present in court now. They can present material obtained from one of the other four countries in a Canadian court. Yeah, but it's right? so easy. If you found something as a Canadian spy listening to Canadians and you found something and you couldn't bring that to court, you just phone up, you know, any one of the other four countries and go, okay. Here's a bunch of data. Yeah. Make it like make it look like you found it, and here we go. Like, there's no way they're really the naivete. Like, I like I had the naivete. I had a conversation with a guy last year, and he was a couple of years ago actually, and he was telling me that he was looking forward to investing into cannabis once it goes legal, because once it goes legal, then the pharmaceutical companies will have access to it to be able to study it properly, to be able to make medicine out of it. And I said to the guy, 
well, they've already studied it. And he goes, no, they can't have because it's been illegal up until this point. And I'm going, no, are you seriously telling me that you think that because cannabis is illegal, that these pharmaceutical companies haven't managed to obtain it at some point and check it along the way? It's because they've done that and understand how it works that they want to ban it to make sure that it isn't available for the opioid users and the everybody else. It's like, and he was just like, he wouldn't even budge on it. He's going, look, it's been illegal. Therefore, nobody's been able to test it. So, <laughs> so, so we don't know what's going on with it until it's, until it's legalized. So he wanted it to be legal so they could test it. That's with all it fucking me, so naive, I can't believe it. To me, anyways, the world, the people in the world have always seemed stupid. You know, but it, we're entering in a phase now that I call the triple D where people are doubling down on dumb and it's just <laughs> completely out of control, man. Like you just shake your, I can't even continue this conversation. I do not even see an opportunity to correct you if you're that far lost. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how you got dressed this morning. Do you brush your teeth? <laughs> it's that thing like, you know, I, I went through the phase of, oh, you're going to wake people up. That That's disappeared now. Oh, yeah. We don't have, oh. people have chosen what they want to do. And so we have to wait out the, the end of the third act where, you know, if, if people wake up, it's their choice to wake up due to free will. I'm not going to go around. I try and, um, obviously, Bruce will be, uh, pointing this out i try and point out i try and make people laugh that have woken up yeah it's got to be that that's what i mean you can't that's a good do one monty you're killing me you can't do the same uh jokes it's different now for sure well I, yeah i mean exactly yeah. How it's gonna, but yeah i'm, I'm sure of it because if you can you imagine like the media and the, the comedian uh, comics and most of the general public the way they dumped on trump and yeah. it doesn't matter if he it was uh, he if it was mm -hmm. worth it or not, and if he deserved it. But the whole switch now with Biden, where uh, it, it's just gone back to boring uh, when Obama was in, where apparently when uh, President Obama was in the, the White House, comedians couldn't find anything funny about him, which that's not even funny. That's amazing, right? Could do stuff because, like, I mean, if you one thing I noticed, like, um, he could only read a teleprompter and it looked like he was watching tennis. He would wait, read one sentence on that one and then go back. And it's like, is there a tennis match going on at the press conference? What's he, going on? He, here? he doubled down on dumb, Monty. Mm. The president himself has doubled down on dumb, and so did Trump in a lot of ways. He doubled down on dumb with his ego and and not you know ignoring the petty stuff and getting involved with everything right so mm. it's just that that's that's the motif these days double down on dumb yeah you know i did while watching um the press supersize uh, it monty supersize your stupidity right i like the the um interesting this is from cnn so you know it's news <laughs> uh the first news conference in 65 days and like that's not really something you want to promote it took 65 days for Biden to talk to the press corps and do questions and answers. And it's yeah. like, isn't he supposed to be the leader of the free world? Why, It's not where we go to grandpa and like, don't bring up the war, which is understandable. But if this man is supposed to be the leader of the free world and um, he's going to save uh, America and everything else like that, he mentioned vaccines. It went for an hour. He mentioned vaccines once and they didn't talk about COVID at all. Like, yeah, I know. Amazing. Did you see the thing with Ted Cruz? I thought that was funny. <laughs> Ted Cruz is at a something 
and he's got his uh, whole bunch of people behind him. You know how they always do that. Oh, yeah, he Biden. went down to the border. Yeah, he went down to the border, and this Democrat just stood in front of his camera all the time. Oh, that, yeah, there was that one, but there was this other one where he's he's standing uh, doing, in like not at the border, but he's got five or six guys behind him. They're all masked. He goes to the microphone. He's not masked. And oh, the yes. guy and, and the guy from the microphone, the media says, oh, do you mind putting a mask on, please? And he goes, no, I'm not going to put a mask on. I'm going to talk on television right now. And, uh, you know, we've all been vaccinated. The whole point of the vaccine. So from what you can gather is everyone in the everyone in this picture has been vaccinated. The guys on camera, Ted Cruz, the guy yeah. asking questions, everybody, they've all been vaccinated. They're all masked except for Ted. And this guy is nervous about it. So yeah. Cruz tells if you're nervous, but, just stay back, you know. Like, how fucked are people going to be? You got a vaccine, you got a mask, and they're still paranoid. Like, yeah, and, and Cruz right. actually nailed him to a tree by going, we're following CDC um, uh, orders or um, uh, whatever whatever the word was. And he's basically shutting down completely. Oh, can you wear a mask? Well, no, we're vaccinated and we're following CDC uh, guidelines. And he went straight back into it. It was like, yeah, well, what does the guy say? Well, what does the guy say? It'll make us all feel better. Fucking, that is exactly what so much of this is. This is like your little bit. I think that I think that was a political setup by 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 him. Absolutely a political setup. That that wasn't natural or organic. You don't think so? No, people I don't think it. People no. are saying, "Oh, it would I, I think Ted better. Cruz is playing on something he knows well: fear." Yeah. Okay, that, I give you that, but there are people that will say, and that's what it was for. That's what the mask thing became. Ted, Ted's but, been raped over the coals by Trump over the last four years. He needs some wins. It's true, <laughs> but, but, but fuck Ted, though. Like, I mean, the point I'm trying to say is, like, the mask thing is like people were wearing those. Uh, and there was a there was a time when they were saying it's to make people feel better. It's to diminish the panic uh, of like, oh, there's a fucking crazy vibe. Well, as long as you got a mask on, that's OK. And they kind of there was a moment where we got to the place where the science was showing. It's not about the science. It's about the feelings of the other people. That's what they're all about. That's what and, it's all about. It's, it's and people are waking up. Because like, the latest thing now is like, even if you get vaccinated, have the double shot. The, the booster, you still have to uh, social distance and wear the mask, which brings up the question, what's the fucking vaccine for then? The yeah. vaccine were to diminish the diseases, ravages upon you if you get the disease. But people don't even know that. And I don't even believe that that's true. And I don't even, show, I don't even think they can show that that's true. But that's what they're saying. They're saying it'll diminish... So no, it'll give you a chance that. to it'll give you a chance to fight off the virus so it doesn't get to the super serious stage. Yeah, just like everybody else that did it last year, like yeah. Trump, like Boris Johnson, like everybody that said they got it yeah. <laughs> before the vaccine was out, like yeah. Chris, like all those people, yeah. like ivermectin doesn't exist, like hydroxychloroquine, like it's amazing. You know, they just they just waited to a certain point. Like these same people that were that were panicking last year, why weren't they trying ivermectin and all these things. Why were they thinking a magical? Because they would discover that the majority of the common sicknesses out there can be healed by natural means, and you don't need yeah. pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll fuck up the economy. People will lose money. What's wrong with you? Right. It's yeah. all about the money. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Welcome to Planet Earth. Profit versus humanity, and you know who should win. 
Yeah, really, at the end of the day, you know, you're all complicit if you stay in that system, because it's a system based on undercutting everybody, right? So everybody is going to go, everybody says, oh, I don't buy, I support this, I support bullshit. You're at Costco buying, buying the GMO meat and everything. I mean, it is what it is. And it's a slippery slope, man. And it's, it's going to turn around when people start forming meaningful, intentional communities with practical and disciplined people who can make things happen, in my opinion. Right. I just had a thought um, uh, that we, we had a win this week. Uh, you're familiar with Bill Gates. You've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's um, the best line of the comedy show, Monty. You're killing he, uh, it. He had an idea of putting chalk or something into the atmosphere to dim the sun. And yeah. the, I think it was Switzerland scientists, uh, the group that were doing it, um, uh, they discovered uh, 50. it was 50-50 where the scientists were like, 50 were for it and 50 were against it. So they, they've canceled that. So uh, Dr. Gates, because <laughs> he thinks he's a doctor. How cute. Uh, he can't do his Montgomery Burns impersonation by blocking out the sun. They're not going to have that. So, oh, that's interesting. I didn't hear that. Uh, it's not going to work. They're not going to no. do it. Yeah, half the science have gone, what are you, nuts? <laughs> like, so. Yeah. I don't understand how he... Uh could even propose that that was proposed he proposed that in 2018 no he, he proposes a lot of things like and, and the media just laps it up i mean in one day there was five articles about bill gates that are all completely different and one of them was what's bill gates spotify playlist and i'm like why do i fucking care yeah, yeah. right but again that's all that's all media media brand management and there's so many videos that he puts out where he's got four or 5,000 likes and like 85, 90,000, 100,000 dislikes. Okay. He, yeah. he feels that shit. Yeah, that shit stings. Okay. Well, uh, you heard yeah. what YouTube's doing? Um, they're, they're testing the, uh, to remove the dislike button. And apparently now, I don't know if it's uh, backed up with you know facts and truth, but the Biden administration asked YouTube to get rid of it because every time that Joe would do a video, apart yeah. from 400 people watching it, there's like 10,000 downvotes. <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. And what, and what that is, is people that go in, watch one second, downvote and leave. Mm. Okay. YouTube is pure play to pay pay to play and Biden is paying to playing and he's like make it fair on me and YouTube's going hmm mm. I can't do this and I can manipulate these numbers because I do it for everyone else what else should I charge Biden for and Biden's like you ain't charging me anymore that's what's going <laughs> on there yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think that would happen I don't think that would happen all those down votes that, that you're saying those 10,000 thumbs down would happen really to the guy who really got really more votes than Obama. Yeah, yeah, the most popular president, apparently uh, the most popular listen, president in history to hate. When you learn about how YouTube actually works and you learn about botted computers, hacked computers or hacked routers, there are these people out there that hack 200, 300,000 routers, not your computer, your router, and make a fake, a fake, a fake, um, uh, uh, machine on their on the surface of their computer, so they can have hundreds of virtual machines or hundreds of thousands of virtual machines running, and they can go and put a hundred thousand downvotes or upvotes on anything, and you can pay for that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The way YouTube yeah. videos works is that YouTube ads is it's the same concept, except you're just paying for it. Yeah. You can target whatever you want all throughout the entire Google networks. 
Twitter followers, same thing, right? They had the fake Twitter followers you could buy. Correct. Well, but Twitter actually, was yeah. Twitter Twitter never amounted to anything other than a bunch of people arguing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I actually um I um uh, uploaded some Dominion software on my um Twitter account. I have 70 million followers now. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're at the end of the show. We've been going for two and a half hours already. Monty, you want to give away for people to get a hold of you? I can be found on YouTube and Odyssey at Waferthin Entertainment, mm-hmm. on Facebook as just Monty Dean, on Twitter, if you want to go into that hellscape. It is fun if you know what you're doing, uh, at Real Monty Dean, on Instagram, Monty.Dean. And later this evening, I'll be seen at a pizza store picking up dinner. Wonderful. All right, guys, you know who I am. We will be back in two weeks with another Friday comedy show. We'll be back this coming Tuesday with a post-birthday coming back to the show. All right, everyone, great show. We'll be back again. Take us away, Robert.